Dutch. We got a hook, line and sinker, and some water. Oh, sounds good, mate. Let's just go down to the bank and do our thing. All right. Because it's so natural just doing what we order. It makes a body want to sit right up and sing. It don't get lonesome. We got the dog to talk to. Yeah, not a bad sort of mother. And you know, he don't scream a name. Well, the best he can do is whine. Just rob the dog and no wives. They can't get us, mate. And the sharks out here ain't as bad as the humankind. And we got a lot of time now Oh, what a feeling Just a wet line And dream that time away We dream one day We'll get that great big boomer Oh, mate, I just want a feeling I don't mind if he gets away Well, I do Well, I don't Oh, my friends don't go Mates who just love to hear those stories. You know about that great big monster, the one that always seems to get away. But all I ever do is just hear those stories. It's a great game fishing. Shame they can't come out to play. <laughs> oh, my friends don't go fishing. We are back, Gaz. We are, mate. We are back, You're my man. Slow there, mate. I'm no, I wasn't there. slow. I was on the ball, I'm and I am so excited to be back. How good is it? I'm pretty wrapped, mate. I actually missed the show. 
It's become a pretty integral part of my life, Gazza. It is, mate, and mine and yours, mate. Yeah, most definitely. It, it, uh, it is good fun. As everyone knows, we really enjoy it. Welcome well, we back, do, listeners. Yeah, We're we, so, so excited to be with we you. We do like a little break. You know, back in the day... I enjoyed the break. Yeah, back in the old days... Mm-hmm. The old days. The old days. The uh, show used to... Its first show back used to be the Saturday before the Barra season opened, so basically nearly all of January. Wow. So just before Christmas, then nearly all of January, and we used to come back with the Barra special. The big we, we can't risk the rioting now, guys, if we're not back a bit earlier. The riot? Well, look what's happened in Port Moresby. Yeah, because of the fishing show. Yes, it hasn't been on. Yeah. So mayhem. Yes. They'll be right over there in PM now. It'll be fine. Ah, oh, beautiful. I've just received my first text from the beautiful Fran from Motor Marine. Next week we'll have a talk with Fran. Yeah, we See can. what's going on in the world of Mercury and yeah, all things boats. Yeah, we a, a um, busy, really busy show today. Mate, we've got a huge show. We're going to talk to Miss N and see how her Christmas was in Lucinda. Yes, uh, busy, Christmas busy. Christmas being one of her favourite times of the year and... Um, and I think the weather was pretty good. Pretty good over Christmas. Pretty good. A little bit. They had a uh, good little window the other day, and they uh, Calvin, the team, went for a little look out the reef and a little Why night not? away. So Why not? I've done a fair bit of fishing. Now, I've refined, and I want to have a talk about it a little bit. Yes, I didn't get a finger mark. Okay, granted. And I really, really, really tried. But I concentrated. I spent a Cole hell Curry did. Yes, I know. Good on you, Kyle. <laughs> very, very excited for you. <laughs> <clears throat> Did you notice how its eyes were white? Bought yeah, it, yeah. Bought it off Gordo. Go, off Gordo. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. knew that. I didn't want to say yeah. anything. Yeah. I thought that's been defrosted. Yeah, yeah. So he's had it in his freezer. Well, I, I reckon it was a, it three was and a, a stir. half years. It was a stir, yeah. Gary Powers. Yeah, it was. Yeah, three years he's had that in his freezer. I didn't want to say it. I will. But yeah, right, fair Morning, enough. Morning, Kyle. Bruce. So, hey, Brucey, hope you're feeling well, my man. So, um, yeah, no, good on him. And I tried and tried and tried. You Look, did nothing I, wrong. I did, I had a good fish on that, or, or, if I had to put my house on it, it was a finger mark, um, and it got eaten. And I oh, was so disappointed because I fought him for really? about three minutes. Yeah, I lost a couple of fish to sharks. The sharks are moving Was that into in the, the shipping channel? Directly in the shipping channel. Well, and good, go. good sized bulls as well. But we already, always knew that there's good sized bulls yeah. in there. I didn't think. What, that, that was a first to me. Um, mm. I, fishing the shipping channel, it wasn't on my mindset to be as quick as I could to get the fish in the boat because uh, I just wasn't I've thinking never sharks. Lost one there really a lot. Yeah, probably I lost have. three, three fish, um, which was disappointing. And I lost. You know what they've taken the logging to the lures as well now. So really, yeah, yeah. I lost. Um, I lost a, a few lures to, um, to to the sharks, which is disappointing. So they're eating them. So it, and Which to, is expensive to not surprise, if you use trans ams. Well, I, I was using the hardlicious. I've got a bit of a thing with the hardlicious at the moment. The Samarkis. The, the Samarki hardlicious. Yeah. And um, I, and on my other rod, I had the hooked apparel. They are fantastic. The hooked apparel. So I got some nice fish with the hooked apparel. But um, yeah, you know, like, and that's the difference. Like the the hardlicious is a twenty six dollar lure, and the hooked apparel is a fantastic ten dollar lure. Yeah. So there's a big, you know, and is there a difference? I don't know. I caught the no. same amount of fish on them. No. Um, but when you lose that, it's it's disappointing. But like I was saying, but on two occasions when I got my lure got eaten by a shark, was the next cast after I landed the fish. Yeah. So they're coming in. Yes, they're coming in. in. So I'm getting the 
the, the fish in just on board. Yeah. And the sharks are straight in on it. And then they're cruising around. They're looking for whatever it was. Anything that comes down in their vicinity, which just happens to be my law, they're eating. Yeah. So... And I've never come across that in the shipping channel before to be wary of the sharks. It's never been in my mindset. Whereas it's funny, like now, if I hook a barra on the outside of the rock walls, and he's a good one, that's in my mind because I see him on the side imaging. Yes. You know they're there. Well, you, you took that side imaging shot probably 12 months ago or so. Of four was, of them that turned yeah. up, and they were big, big. big. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And if, if that barra was in the water for another five seconds, it was all over yeah. for it. Um which you know, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? There was a but I've I've refined exa- and and kudos to Nighty here because when he when, when we had that segment with him um, on the last episode or whatever it was, yeah. he mentioned using his side imaging. I'm like side imaging out on the shipping roof. No, I don't think so. Blah blah blah. I didn't disagree with him, yeah. but I'm like okay, no drug. And then I realised, so I put my side imaging on and I did exactly what he said. I, I took it out wider. So in the creeks and on the rock walls, and I, uh, I have mine in feet. Yep. It's always 60 feet. That's my go-to. Yes. 60 feet, that covers where I need to. Obviously, out there where we're going to up to 21 foot and 48 foot and everything, I spread it out to um, to 100 feet, um, which worked perfectly. And then <clears throat> for to put this in layman terms, and it's pretty hard to, to describe it for people who don't have side imaging, but let's say if you go to the ledges of Crocky, you yes. know how you, you've got the ledge, dot, 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 but then where the ledges actually are, it's black because the sound, of, the shadow, the beam goes over the top of yes. it and it's a hole and that's where the barras sit in. And you can't see them from that you side. Can't, you can't, every now and again, if they're up a yeah. little bit or whatever, or it's perfect, yes. you see them little specks in there and you go, barra, yes. there you go. It's exactly the same yeah. as the harbour so uh, uh, as a uh, shipping, shipping channel. channel so you'll go along the shipping channel and it's not continuous that's the beauty about this so you'll go along and on your side imaging you have uh, and you can see it going up and down and coming in and there but there's no black ledges there's no actual ledges there was probably a lot more before the dredging started yep but on so every four or five hundred meters you will see these black and the black ledges after a while i learned to look for the slightly fatter ones, like some on the side imaging are like equivalent, like if you're down on the water is, is 50 yes. centimetres to a metre ledge. But then you come across the other ones, which is a big one, big ledge, and you can work it out from the darkness. That, oh, that's about two and a half metres wide and so forth. That's a proper ledge. That's where you're going to get yeah. your nasties and so forth. And so I effectively just went along to these ledges and, and fished them, uh, whenever I found a big dark one, and that's where I was getting these big gold spot cods out of it. That's yep. where I, I, I believe I lost it. But it was fairly continuous fishing. It was like uh, like the cods you've seen is the ones that I kept. And yeah. uh, there's only so many photos you can take of a cod before you get rid yeah, of it. Yeah, and you really overdid it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I overdid it with two pitches. <laughs> Proper. But um, like a couple of things about it. Firstly, as we know, like when I put that cold, when I presented that gold spot on the table or cooked up, it is the oh, most delicious thing you've ever. There's nothing wrong with, mate. So that's the first thing that. I noticed. They are lovely. The second thing, and I don't know if it's because it's it's a blue water fish, as in yeah. I'm catching them in the blue water or whatever. But the slime factor is one tenth of, let's say, pulling a gold spot out of the snag. Yeah, I don't know whether because it's the tidal run out there or because they're moving a lot more or whatever. So there's no whips or butts when you put a, a, a cod in your esky. It, 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 like if you've got food in there, if you've got a ice, you've got drink, ball. it becomes a slime ball. It's, yeah. it's, it's like one of the big dogs at saliva. Whereas 
the ones out there, the, they're still, a bit, they're, still. they're still a little bit greasy, but nothing. There's no residue left in the esky or anything. They're a really, really clean fish. When you gut them, there's the, the I. I, out of the ones that I kept, never got that putrid sort of smell. Well, out there's fairly clean, isn't it, really, when yeah. you think about it. You think of them being in a creek. It's yeah. it's like a jack. Yeah. How often when you catch a nice jack in the creek and, and take it home or in the boat, it spits up a heap of stuff and you go, you go oh, that yeah, is yeah. rank. But yeah. it still doesn't affect what well, it these, tastes like. These things, when I fill it in, they are opaque. It's like a trout. Oh, they, they, they call them mystery trout. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um. And on top of that, the, the fight factor on them, because it's a different fight. Like when you get one in the snag, they do, you yeah, know, spinny spin boys as they call them and do this and do that. But they still, you know, they give you a bit. Yeah. When you're out there, when you're vibing or doing whatever it is, they just go, boom. And yeah. then you, they just, it's just like Swing fighting a, 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 a lipper out the reef or, or a big yeah. trouty or something. They go really, really hard. And, and the fun factor is absolutely fantastic. So... I stumbled on as to to what I think is a way to always go out there and or, and be able to get a feed. And I fished it um, probably on four occasions. And on four occasions, th- there's no ifs or buts that your confidence level is so much higher when it's flat. When you've got a little oh. bit of tidal run oh, and yeah. it's flat, it just you just yeah. you you drop that vibe down there. You work back. And every retrieve, you're like, I'm going to get donked in a second. And you know what? Quite often, you get a and you're on. Whether it be like there's nannies out there, there's trouts out there, there's cods out there, Trevally kept Black me entertained. Jew. There's Jew, which I never saw or hooked, but they're out there, yes, 100%. They and that's always in the back of your mind. So it's really good fun. But then I went out there on a, a Saturday morning or whatever it was last week, and yeah. it was crappy. It was I still got the fish, but... You're just you're forever fighting the tides. Your electric pops out of the water yeah. and pops down, and and it's so the enjoyment factor it's still there because you're catching fish, but it's not the same. It's not the same. So if you, if you've got that tidal run, like, and I fish. Remember we had them small tides over Christmas, yeah. so we had them neap neapish sort of tides. Don't let that stay tell you to stay at home because that's the day when I got that monster cod. Gee, that was a big yeah, fish, that thing. And that was on the, I think that was on the really, really little tides, like less than a yeah. metre run and so forth. And we got some nice, uh, did you see that um, gr- grassy or whatever? Yeah. That- he was caught between the island and the shipper and channel. channel, just on a tiny little mark. Did you take him home? I did take him home. Yeah, they're all right. It was beautiful. It was, yeah, it's, no, it's, he's like a reef fish. Anything. Well, he was my first fish that I got. So, um, and that was fairly early. Actually, we worked pretty hard. Uh, we didn't have a fish until eight thirty, nine o'clock, and then yeah. we, we launched at 5, if I'm being honest. So we worked really, really hard. And that was the day we went everywhere. I'd done the full – if you have a look at my GPS, we went around the whole island because i got some marks at the back of the island. I love desolation. Yes. Uh, desolation point for fingers, you know. But um, there's an art to that. There's, it's um, where you throw is not where your lure ends up. You throw in an 80 foot oh, and it's a swirling tide there, yeah. and everything. You lose a lot of gear, um, but it's an exciting place to fish. So we've done that and um, I caught, um, what do they call them? I call them rock flathead again, but oh, yeah, I they think are. they're called With fringe. the eyelashes. 
I love them. Rock Flathead is. That's, yeah. Um, they got uh, eyelashes. Hodgie caught one and he called it a fringe. Yeah, it's probably something. So I be, think that might be the correct. Yeah, I just call it the Rock Flathead. Yeah. And he was a good one, this one. And you look at them and they're meaty. There's like, they're lovely. I'm, I didn't have the heart no. to. I'm like, nah. You were just. He's like a poodle or something. So I'm like, nah. You're going <laughs> it's back. It's the eyelashes blinking at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never kept yeah. one. Oh, no, I did keep, keep one with Lee Sharrett once, and uh, he was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It was a tastiest thing. Oh, they're good thing on I've... the tube because oh, yeah. any flathead is. You can't beat a nice flathead. But but yeah. you're right around all those areas where you, where you fish is um, the fish are there. It's just whether they... They are there. Whether they want to bite or not. And and the amount of big barras around the back there yeah. um, is is huge. But they they don't bite a great deal. You know, I can't... They they are they're everywhere and yeah. you you have only got to watch enough YouTube videos to see horseshoe they're in horseshoe pay catching yeah. the barras. I haven't broke the code. I'd like to and I will, but I haven't. Mate, there's a because they're cu- there. There's a couple of rocks out there, and I I talked to a few of the Spiro guys, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of rocks with the little holes and caves in them around the back there, and. They can look in those holes, and there's meter plusies. Just they oh, just sit there. Same as when they've got the, uh, as we've mentioned on the show, it's no secret. Don't have a panic spiros, but they're not allowed to be there anymore. On the, um, on the um, enclosures where the swimming enclosures, yeah, the swimming the, nets. where the nets are, the the spiros said, well, we think that the barras are cleaning themselves on the net. Yeah. they'll cruise along the swim net, and like not one or two, lots. Lots and lots of barramundis. And for obvious reasons, you don't want spear fishermen Around firing a spear towards <laughs> the net. You just don't know. Yeah, so, you never know. And, and they fully understand that. They, they, they're not silly and, and they don't have a gripe about that. But it just case in point, how yeah. many barras are there? You've got, you got Knight Rider heading over there and, and hitting, uh, you know, the, mm. the grass. Mate. And that's just another tree line. Yeah. The, the, that's a Maggie tree line even as opposed to a Crocky tree line or, or... Like a couple of the Spiros I know, even way out the back of the island, mm. a kilometre off the back of the island in yeah. 25 metres of water. Yeah. Barras. Yeah. And Finger Mark and Jacks and oh, it's amazing. all the good stuff. So well, it's spending the time. We finished at the back of the island. We hit them little spots. And um, I've got, I got a little spot at the back. Right as you go into Horseshoe Bay. Yep. Right on the point there. What's the name of that? And I, he fishes there all the time. But he fishes it different to me. I, I, I haven't seen him in three or four years. But he was a, 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 a kind of like, I won't say a dodgy little, a, a little fishing charter. Oh, Barnacle Bill. Barnacle Bill. But no, it's it was. I think it was sold. It's still going around fishing. Okay. I think it's Maggie Island Tours or something now on the boat. I see it because I've been going backwards and forwards to the island. You would see it. I see it quite regularly. But a lot of the times, a lot of tours now. I haven't seen him in years. Well, he yeah. used to fish right on the point there. And why not? There's lots of fish. I fish out a little bit further. Yeah. And um, lots and lots and lots of finger mark there. But the way I used to get the finger mark was baiting. And I thought, well, I'll go there and I'll try vibing. Couldn't get them on the on the vibes or whatever, but did lose a couple of fish there because it's pretty insane ground. So yep. I might have to up the ante with it. The other thing which I stumbled across, which is really, really worthwhile doing, and this has been around for a while. I just never tried it, but now I'm hooked on it. And that's all of your old prawns, your, your shrimps, your smarky shrimps yes. or your akodas or all of them. Pull that pull the weedless out and put a proper and there's of course that's been around for ages so don't go oh everyone knows that a lot of people don't 
Yeah. And I knew about it for a long time. I just never done it. it, it, it my psyche was saying, nah, nah they're a weedless. Yeah. That's the way we're going to do it. So anyway, I've, I've, I've grabbed a, just a normal jig head out of it and put a nitro through it, a, a, a 4.0, and uh, ran it just like you would a normal lure. And uh, oh, so much fun, guys. Oh, yeah. It is continuous. Jig head in a prawn. Jig head in a prawn. So, so get yourself out of the fact that barras eat them and brims eat them and jacks eat Everything eats them. Everything eats a prawn. So if you're having a slow day, like the vibes are going to get, for more money, maybe the better fish. Yep. Um, but the encounters in between, it can be a bit slower. Whereas if you need a bit of stimulus, you put the prawn on with a jig head staying, sitting out of it, it's just continuous hits. Even out the reef. Oh, yeah, out the reef. the reef. Well, trouties yeah. love them. Yes. Trouties, finger marks love them. So I had a really, really good yeah. fair bit of success. So... When you get your prawns and uh, you tear them, don't throw them out because you can still put – like I was using teared ones, uh, which are yep. torn at the front. So you can still put it straight through. And then I ran out of them, so then I'll sacrifice and bring them brand new. But it was worth it. Oh, it is. Because I got some good but fish. But you're thinking they're still prawns. You're just rigging them a different way. Exactly. You're I rigging have, it. Um, and it's, it's funny because – it's such a good backup because you sit there for two hours in the shipping channel, for instance, just vibing, brrr, yeah, brrr, yeah. and trying all different sorts of things, and getting getting caught or getting this or the occasional, and it's just not. It just slows down. You're like, I should be getting a fish here. So then I pick up my other rod, which has got a prawn on it, throw it out, let it sink, and then you jig it and you're waiting for the vibe. There's no vibe, so you just go dum, there's yeah. nothing, and all of a sudden, crack! They eat they eat it straight away. You're just throwing a variable in there that. Um, everything eats a prawn. Everything eats a prawn, and it's something different to the vibe. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and the other thing I've worked out too is like using, I was using ones with rattle at start. The rattles are okay when there's current run. If you're using the rattling lure of some, you know, if you're dropping yeah. a, a, a rattling spot down, for instance, there needs to be current run. On the days when there was the neepish tides or when there was a try change and there was no run anything with a rattle didn't get a look in i could have sat there for five hours weird isn't it if if but as soon as that run was in if you had a rattle if you were using a rattle lure like i had one lure i was using a rattling trap it got eaten so yeah so i don't know what that's an is. interesting thing and you did the miles unfortunately no finger mark no but that's not just through what I really lack wanted. of technique or anything it was probably just one of those days yeah most you definitely just go, oh that's just the way it went it's nothing i can do about it you still got to feed yeah and you still caught fish so, and it was and you still had a great day out with jakey <clears throat> it was a great day out it was a bit hard for jakey because it's not a it's not a novice area once you hook up. Yeah. When you hook up, you've got to be on your game uh, if, it's, if, if he's a decent fish. Remembering that I caught like 15 gold spots around the kilo mark and they will brick you in a heartbeat. Yes. They will brick you. Like, and at a, at a kilo, they're a 40, 45 centimetre fish, so they're really good to take home if you wanted. Um, but uh, because I wanted a finger mark, I never kept – and then I got a four kilo one and a five – and that – just like I'm yeah. bringing that home. Um, there was one comment, and I did retaliate, and I apologise for that. I probably shouldn't. But there was a gentleman who um, said, why would you bring a, a fish that big into the boat? And um, 
uh, look, if I'm answering that, um, I wanted my lure back for starters. Yeah. Um, by the time I caught that, I realised that there's lots of bull sharks around that area. And there is in the shipping channel. So I didn't want to be mucking around with a, hanging a fish hanging over the side with these but, bull sharks around. But to get a photo, look, i seen the comment and i seen your reply. Um, yeah, I shouldn't have called you an idiot. A bit harsh, I thought, but you could have explained a little bit better, but all good. It's mm. all sorted. Look, um, I, I didn't... There's nothing wrong with it because how often do you see someone holding a big ras or a groper or a, bl- a red bass sure. or... And yeah, that's, that's how I they're felt. They're protected species and, and they're still holding them, getting a photo and releasing them, whereas you got... You lure back a photo with a big slime ball that's yeah. not protected. Yeah. You, you, mate, you could have cut its throat and knocked the sides off it, but you released it. And, yeah. And, yeah, I thought it was an unfair um, comment because you got a photo, you release that fish. Quite yeah. often we see people holding um, big wrasse for a photo, which is nothing wrong with that. No, no. Um, so I, I would do it. I, I would hold a wrasse. Oh, wrasse so are a beautiful fish. Aren't they absolutely gorgeous? But, yeah, and I think he must have got me on a um, – and. I think what annoyed me is when, as you do, when someone has a snipe, you get straight on their profile, they have a squiz. And I'm pretty he sure measures. he was a troll. He was troll, just an idiot. Yeah. So um, I've used that word again. Well, Sorry. Idiot. Idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, professionally, I should have just said, hey, that's your opinion. Thanks for that, buddy. Oh, I would have just said, mate, I just got a quick photo, released it. I could have knocked the sides off it. It mm. could be a skeleton getting eaten by sharks now. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, there was nothing wrong with it. It's a cod. Got a photo. It's a big cod. Yeah. I'm um, away you go. Oh, and it was a fantastic fight. And like I said, the photo didn't do it justice because it was a. And on Baratackle, on a, on a yeah, Calcutta Conquest on the 200, and um, just on an edge rod. And it was the whole time, because when they get to that size, they do that, boom, boom, and you're like, please be a monster finger mark. Please. And, but once it goes from three minutes into six minutes, Finger marks off the table, oh, yeah, <clears throat> and you start thinking oogly, and then you start thinking, Ooh, come on, Dewey. But oh, then, but, that but you missed a, a, the, the he didn't go for a 35 meter run, no. like a Dewey does. But that shipping channel's <clears throat> um, exceptionally good for for mystery catches, yeah. Like, how often do you catch a massive big GT in there? Heaps, yeah. um, there's been marlin caught in there, there's been sailfish caught in yeah. there, Spanish mackerel, just barras, there is triple tail trout. Tell you a funny thing, and I wasn't sure why. And this must be <coughs> a different strokes for different folks because we're out there, and it, it, obviously, I had four or five days out there, and in that time, there was like six or seven big ships that come in, yeah, tankers and whatever. Anyway, on four occasions, one of them was at NGK, an absolute monstrous car ship or whatever yep. it is, and so forth. And the polar boat comes out, gives you a wave and whatever, and then the polar boat comes back in. You're on the inside of the channel, but you're still – it's a big channel. So you're still 40 metres away, and, and they go past, and Jakey was pretty excited because they're mm. a big unit, whether it be a nickel ore boat or that car ship or the cattle ship or whatever. So that was all good. <clears throat> we're out of the way but then on the next one and now very very polite let me let me make this clear um you're there and you you think you're okay but then the pilot boat changes direction comes veering over to me and says hey buddy got to get right out of the channel as far as you can i'm like oh okay so i went out of the channel and then that boat that come through was about half the size of any of the other boats that come through just depends who you get <clears> on the day it depends on, i think by the letter of the law you have I think to be you out. gotta be out of you the do. channel by out. law, you have to be out of the channel if there's a ship coming That's what in, I'm going to so. do for now on. As soon yes. as, rather than um, 
uh, <clears throat> them having to in, interact with me. And it wasn't just me because everyone sort of stayed in there. It was a beautiful day, this particular yeah. day. Um, but um, old mate got on the microphone and... and um, it's pretty hard to manoeuvre 100 <coughs> They didn't recognise me because they didn't say Marty. Hey, Marty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just say, hey, buddy, you're yeah, going to have to move Yeah, it's pretty hard to yep, manoeuvre no a 100 metre ship around boats anchored in the ship because well, you're not allowed <coughs> to technically no. anchor in there. But no, well, I didn't... Do. Yeah, of course. And I think they turn a blind eye to the law for that one. Yeah, you just get out of there when there's a big ship coming. Technically, you've got to sure. be out of there. Well, so. for now on, I will. Most definitely. And obviously, when he, when he come past the first time, there was no... And you can actually see the pilot boat and whatever, and you give a wave, and then the blokes in the ship, they're pretty... Yeah. They're keen, so a lot of them walk outside because it's a... And a lot of them are coming into Townsville Port for the first time, I, yeah. I would think. So they give you a bit of a wave as well. Um, but for now on, I'm just... Get, and it's not like you're still close. If you're no. on the outside of them pylons, you're still within 200 metres of it. Yeah, and it's getting wider. The shipping channel's wider, so... Yeah, most definitely. So, so no, it was really, really good to the point where, um, like, this morning looked like a beautiful morning. So if you're on the water, we'd love to get an on-water I'll report. go to Ames and we'll just see. Yeah, give us a look. yesterday when I was coming back from the island, mm-hmm. it was horrendous. It I was, know, you said that, so it I shut it. so horrible. But I am uh, going to rehook the boat back up. Cleveland Bay is south southeasterly at 11 knots. Davies is east southeasterly at 15. I'll get away with that. And the good old Yongala is southeasterly at 14 knots. So, so she's yucky out wide. 14 well, knots is a, it is. But me, if it's in close, that's okay. Today's forecast by Windfinder is um, 12 knots east southeasterly, maximum um, 15 by the afternoon. And then tomorrow is. Uh, 7am, 11 knots, maximum gusts of 14 knots, 13 knots at 10am, maximum 14. So, And then the afternoon gets maximum gusts up to um, 18 knots. So, well, guys, I'm going to go out for a quick look in the morning. Did you want to come? No. Got, no, I can't this weekend. No. Um, Alfie's birthday weekend, little Alfie. Right. No, I'll take Jakey out again. It's, a, it's great to get him off his game. You might see me out there in my boat. No, no. Well, don't follow me again, please. I won't after your last efforts. I'll go to my spots for a look. (laughs) (laughs) Right, if you want zeros, that's fine. But that's fine, guys. What are we giving away today? We have two Iron Man bags full of goodies today, and I think... My efforts? I cracked it. Didn't get a finger mark. Didn't get a finger mark. I seen the comments about Cod. Good old Mel. Good on you, Mel. She said I look like one. No, no. She said that she's never seen anyone talk up a cod as good as you have. No, so admittedly, have, I didn't talk them up. We have... Um, well, I two, certainly didn't release them. Two Iron Man bags full of um, goodies there, and I think there's some BCT lures in one. There's some Arky lures in the other. There's buffs from hooked apparel mm. in there. There's stubby holders from Hummingbird. There's mozzie coils from Rid. I forget what else I've put yeah, in Red's there. doing a good ad campaign at the moment. They've got some good stuff. They've got an antiseptic spray that's for kids and everything Not an now. antiseptic, but antiseptic. Yes, for kids and uh, adults now. He's so said it like a robot. So uh, very... Who did? You did. Antiseptic. Antiseptic. <laughs> so they've got some uh, good stuff at the moment. I'll try and scab some off them this year to give away because the gang... They're a great are, supporter. They're very good. And we've got... Um, uh, already started off the year with a new supporter jumping on board, which we'll talk about next week. Oh, you don't want to uh, don't want to hint towards it. Why? 
Hey, haven't you got enough Shimano gear? Oh, sorry. <laughs> so no, it's uh, it's really good so far. So um, it yeah. is good. Hey, um, we've got some fantastic guests on the show today. We have. It's a huge, yep. huge day. Now it, we're we're going to take a different point of view from uh, from a gentleman called Dave Donald and. We're saying that for the very few people in the fishing industry who haven't heard that name before, but certainly a very well-known um, guide yes. and fishing personality in Dave. We're going to have a talk to him. He wrote a fantastic article not long ago on technology, yes. namely live, live target or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so we're going to have a bit of a chat to him, get his opinion off it and so forth. Um, it certainly is a hot topic and uh, we, we, we went a little bit loop cool on it. So we'll um, rehash that. Yeah, it, look, it's part of our fishing. So it's something we need to talk about. We may touch without it being too political because Dave's an advocate uh, Dave's for, old school, mate. For, for netting and so forth. So we'll have a chat to him about that. And then on the highway, which I won't go in too much now until we have a talk with him, but I overtook a uh, caravan that had uh, all sorts of sign writing uh, regarding Reedy's lures on it. And um, I thought, you know what? We'll get coal That's got to be coal from Reedy. So um, I got in contact and we and this morning we're going to be talking to coal from Reedy. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. I, and it's so uh, coincidental because only last week I was watching uh, an episode on, on Free to Air with him and um, Big Mer- Mervin. Mervin, he fishes a lot with Merv. Yeah, definitely. That's so, cool. so, um, so that was good. So we're going to do that, and um, I think we've got a really, really cool show ahead of us. It's a good one today, and don't forget we still have our fifty dollars Cleveland Bay seafood voucher. We do indeed. Bordeaux. Even though we're not talking the Gordo, no, today. Gordo's in Bali getting yeah, his getting, hair. Getting he's getting the hair plats. Oh, is he now? Uh, yeah, Gordo will come back with his hair plaited and all the fake tattoos, a full body tat, yeah, and a suntan. So it'll be a totally different Gordo. I'll be see. looking forward. To, I'm, I'm going to ruffle some feathers here, but I couldn't think of a worse place to go. Bad, never been bad, there. Bad things happen to Australians. In I've Mali. never been there, and and to be honest, Marty, I'm with you. It doesn't interest me. Going it scares there. me. I've been to. A, oh, there's, oh, there's so many horror stories that come out of that cool joint. Places, yeah. around the world, but Bali is not one that. Now interests I've had me. friends that go over there, come back and say, Marty, you got to do it. It's the best time of my life. And then I've had other friends who would like. Mate, one of the coolest places I ever went in the world was a place called Juarez in Mexico. Juarez? Never heard of it. It is the murder capital of the world. Was that when you were in prison? No, I escaped and got over the border. No, that's probably one of the wildest, best places I've ever been, apart from Port Port Moresby, working in Moresby. Yeah, you still got all red stains around your lips. Yeah, me betel nut. But no, Juarez... It's not even red, is it? It's white. No, it's red. Their mouths are all red. All the boys used to come to work with red teeth and... So anyway, um, yeah, so Bali is never one that's been on my, yeah, just over the border from El Paso in Texas. So uh, You are a worldly man. So very, very good place. So Google Juarez and uh, I think about 150 people get murdered a day. It's um, it's really wild. Oh, well, that'll be on my list to go. Sounds great. Yeah, Yeah. just go there. Yeah. You'll be fine. 150 a day. You won't go to Bali, but Juarez, yeah, no drama. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's get this day started. Welcome back to the NQ Fishing Show on 4K1G, this two deadly station. Gaz and I are so excited to be back again. We're going to bring you a fantastic year of fishing. As you know, our shows are completely unrehearsed. That is clearly <laughs> evident. Clearly, clearly evident. 
everything is just off the back. We cruise the way we cruise. We've got our bingo drawers. We are always open to opinions. As you know, our show is is completely. We sometimes will agree, sometimes we won't. We um, we certainly bring that aboard for you so everyone's allowed their opinion and anything you think we need to change with the show for the most part people love it but if you say hey boys we'd love it if you um sort of brought this into the show sure let us know so we yeah. can have a look at it and, and um, um speaking of juarez morning to uh, all our listeners in mexico because we have 59 countries now around the world tune into the show well dropped into the conversation like, so, uh, morning all our mexicans you're a clever man so uh, yeah it's uh, it's good fun all right good let's get this started with a nice little ditty, nothing too heavy, and uh, and uh, welcome back, Gaz. You too, Marty. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let me just line this up, and we are on the way. Enjoy. To keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts, and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Don't keep saying, one day I'm going to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Do it now. The gateway to Henchenbrook Channel, the Great Barrier Reef, and the Palm Island Group. The only self-contained, absolute waterfront accommodation with 
a private pontoon in Lucinda. Family owned and operated. Just bring your food, your beer and your fishing gear. Oh, and request a room that Gary and Marty haven't stayed in. If you're not on the waterfront, you may as well be at the back of Burke. Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Call 0477-999-900. Station sponsor. Sponsor. Summer is coming. Is your car up to scratch or do you need to have your windows down? ALEC is offering free AC checks and quotes to make sure you're ready to handle this summer. If it's your car or your four-wheel drive, no job is too big or too small for ALEC. Search ALEC today and book your free aircon check today. Station sponsor. Are you a victim of domestic or family violence? Being discriminated against? Separating or need child support? Do you need legal advice or victim's assistance? Then call Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Women's Legal Service. Call now on one 800 82600 station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful, and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance, and Mercury's non declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. If you think all pizza ads are the same, try reading between the lines. Yummy, 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 yum. Freshy, 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 fresh. Our pizzas aren't cardboard and are made from only fresh ingredients. I'm a big fat mama. I'm a fat and jolly chef. They're so yummy, we eat 100 of our own pizzas every day. Hey. Pizza Riviera for traditional Italian pizza and pasta, where you'll taste the difference, not the cardboard. Come to Pizza Riviera. La, 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 la. Come to Pizza Riviera. La, 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 la. Bellissima. Station sponsor. All my friends don't go fishing. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. It certainly is the Saturday Fishing Show, not just the Saturday Fishing Show, but the NQ Fishing Show. And Gaz and I are so privileged and excited to be bringing it back, back here. We're back, mate. And, uh, we are back, Gaz. During the ads and songs, don't forget to get... Uh, your name in the bingo draw. We've got our bingo draw going here. Remember, two Iron Man bags, thanks to the boys at Iron Man and from BCT Lures. Yeah, definitely. Collar tackle. Yeah, for sure. Hooked apparel in there from Hummingbird, from Samaki. Yep. Um, from Rid. So there's some good prizes to be won in our fifty dollar uh, Cleveland Bay seafood. Now, we've Talks heard about me. your um, cod expedition. Um, my, I hardly fished. You know and, what? I and did? even if you did, Gaz. I oh, know. You what, know, was that nasty? I went to Card- that was a little nasty. Wasn't well, it? mate, I I don't put photos of cod up. Uh, I went yeah, up you to. Do. I went up to. Uh, I've seen them. No. Yeah. Yeah, and you had a go at me once for putting them up. Said I'd be embarrassed to put cod up, and you put twenty five of them that up is, over Christmas. That is a high Just untruth. Stop. My, I'm a, talking. Be quiet. I went to <laughs> Cardwell. Right. I went up to Cardwell just for a night. Yes. Not, didn't take the boat or anything. So, and went and, and how sad is that resort? Every time I go up, every, and I'm, I'm probably the same as everyone else that goes up to Cardwell with, for a, a little night away or a, a jaunt um, with no boat. You go to the boat ramp and you go for a drive around Port Hinchinbrook. Yes. And and you every time you look at it and you go how sad it is to see that once really nice facility and it was turning in even a worse crap hole 
Mm. than it has been for the last three or four years. It is so sad. And I have very fond memories. I have beautiful meals there. Yeah. When I was with with Russ goes, with Ted Winterbottom. Old summer bum. Old summer bum. Yeah. We, um... We had our Christmas party there. We stayed yeah. in them little huts and so forth. The best time. Had a ball. Was that the little huts on the right-hand side? On the right-hand side with that little creek. And then we you, went to the bridge and I caught a legal battle. Well, I actually walked down to those huts. You know they're vandalised and smashed to pieces now. Yeah. And they are just so sad. And then the boat ramp with the mud. And then the actual main marina um, where there's a f- still a few boats moored behind the houses sitting on the mud, mm. um, is now starting to sprout big mangroves in the middle of it. So soon that will be yeah. a, a really good place to go and throw lures for barras on a really high tide. But You're right. I know yeah. you're being facetious, but, but you're I'm right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, a, um, it's really sad to see that and to see no one put their hand up. And I know there's a, a million dollars or a million and a half put on the table for dredging, but honestly, yeah. a million and a half to dredge that uh-uh. I, I might as well go down there with me shovel you're right and you're try right. and do a bit and you know what it reminds me of gaz because uh, you've you, you've set the scene really well but it's kind of like you know the start of um a, a zombie movie like the yeah. world the, the the world is dead yeah like you go past that tennis court and there's a tennis court but it's all got trees growing in it now yeah. and everything and it's just like the whole city, even or the swimming pool is, is chock a block full of water, but just weeds and slime growing over the top of it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the start of I Am Legend. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go too close to the side of the swim pool in, ca- in the swimming pool in case someone leaped out and grabbed me and dragged me into it. Bloody oath! I'm so, hearing you. So it's really sad to see that. So that was um, one little getaway. But that would have been good. It, it was been... nice just to get away, mate. Just to it was just a night away. I'm not railroading you, railroading you. But we, uh, one of our very fond listeners who uh, lives in Cairns, he listens to our podcast. He got in contact with us, and he happens. You know where the pie van is? Yes. Uh, as you're coming into Carball, he owns that big, beautiful um, shed across the road on the main. Yes. And uh, that's their holiday, holiday yeah. place. And yes. he says that is open to you and Gaz. Oh, that's the one I robbed. No, there was that no was one next there. door. Oh, okay. No, that was next door. Oh, well, I'll get and that one And we apologise to them. Yeah. So um, so I had a fat How chat nice with him. That? Him, and his, him and his boys absolutely loved the show. And he um, he said, we would love to meet you. And um, the shed's there if ever you would like to come down and stay. I'm not staying in there with you alone. Last time you got in bed with me. Well, they've even got an ad about it now. Loose in the fishing. <laughs> hey, uh, and then after that, yes, after that, um, we came home, and and we all know how stinking hot it was over Christmas. <sighs> I, for some silly reason, said let's go to Faust for a couple of nights. Mm. So I went down to Faust, booked one of the little Camp Kanga dongers, mm. um, and went down to Faust. Now this isn't going to be a segment about fish, is it? Uh, no. No. Uh, why, Gaz? Because I, you dropped, sweet FA. I dropped them. Yeah, so back at you. Uh, you knocked me with my unfortunately, quad. Three days at first and you didn't get barra. I only what? fished two days. Mm. Anyway, um, the water water temperature <laughs> was 35. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you dill. So, so the water temperature at Faust was 35 degrees. That is so hot, mate. And the water was orange. Which you, is crazy. Which is crazy. And you know what? You mentioned that. And someone put a post up from Mackay said they went to Faust and the water was orange. Yeah, it was ugly, mate. And 
this time of year, from what all my mates who fish it a fair bit tell me, you go near the wall in the basin and all the fish are good. Not one fish around the basin. No, and your technology now is pretty good. Yes. If there's one there, you would have found I it. I would have seen it. There was not one. And then I've got a couple of snags over in the far bay, which I usually have a look at. Nothing there because it was horrible. Um, and then we just I went over to the weed beds the next morning because mm. um, we got there in the afternoon, fished in. In, into the dark, just around the, the wall and stuff like that. Couldn't find anything there. So next morning got up and um, went to the weeds where I've caught them previously and seen a, a couple of fins out, out of the water. And, right. And then uh, seen one tailing and finning and I lobbed my... Um, a bur- I was throwing a Berkeley um, big white paddle tail at it and lobbed it right in front of it. Big shimmer. Yeah. Shimmer shad. No, no, it was a weed. I, it was weedless oh, okay. because I was right in the weeds. Right. So I seen, and it's it's so good to see a metre barra with his tail just flipping and just his back out of the water. So we're watching this fish for about two minutes, mm. and then I decide I'm going to lob my lure over to it. So I threw my lure over to it, and slowly brought it across the surface back to it, and um, it turned around and went bang. Miss, that's my. That was my shot. That was your shot. That was it. We seen two others bef- before that. Um, one didn't follow the lure because Kayleen cast a lure and it lobbed right on its head and poof, off it went. And then you would have been like, "Woman, no, oh, I don't, mate." It's and then we there was one sitting, just sunbaking on the top of the weeds. Would have been about eleven hundred. Mm. And I didn't see it because I was down the back of the boat. Kayleen standing up the front of the boat, and before she could say anything, we spooked it, and off it went. Bugger. And then I went out um, to Faust Point, the big weed patch that goes right out into the middle. That's a cracker, that one. I sounded one fish out there. It was, just, And then in the afternoon, I, I put the boat on the water, and the wind was up, and I went, no. So we put the boat back on the trailer. And went into Prosperpine and had feed at the. I know Metropole. that's when we that's were having a chat. We were having a chat. I was sitting there eating a, a, a steak at the Metropole there in Prossy. So and then the next morning we were leaving and I said, "Oh, should we have a fish?" And I got up at daylight and the trees were moving and and I went, "Nah, that's so, it. I'm going home." So we went home, drove yep. home. Yeah, I'll tell you what I did do on the way down. I, we called into Bowen because it was a casual trip down. Oh, did you have a talk to our little fishing? I called into Cody's shop. Yeah. Cody was in Airlie Beach, so I didn't catch up with Cody down there at Tackle World Bowen. Beautiful little shop. Had a little look around. Yeah. Anyway, I went to out to the marina there and um, the fish and chip shop. I got a fish burger for lunch. Yes. Absolutely beautiful. Ooh. And then I went to the seafood shop and bought or for some you know those spur of the moment minutes yeah. that I went and got my fish burger and then went, well, I didn't, Kayleen said, you know what would be nice, a kilo of prawns. So we went to Arabons and bought a kilo of prawns and ate them on the dam. And well, there you go. So it was really, so it was pretty cruisy, mate. I didn't do anything strenuous. It no. Was, why but not? I did, um, like we spoke about before Christmas, of trailer maintenance. I did drop my boat off my trailer, pulled all my rollers off, mm. um, got my tech toll. Tectile, yeah. And um, sprayed my axle and my springs and... Good on you. ...the back of my trailer and did all that. Um, then greased my rollers and put all my rollers back on. Yeah. And then when I got down to Faust, I undid the chain and... Phew, Gone. The boat, the boat goes. I'll tell you a funny story because we're talking about it. And I've done a bit of trailer maintenance myself because as you do every now and again, you, you lose a roller. 
Yes. Um, yeah, that's right. You. Yeah, yeah. So I had to take it off and uh, replace a roller, two rollers actually, yeah. and you get so nervous because when you're driving it up. You're, you're hoping like hell that you're not got bare metal on your... Mm. But you don't because there's a twin roller and the other one counteracts for it. But still, it, for peace of mind. So, boom, took it off the next day and put it on. But here's the strange thing. On one of the days, where, with that day with the island, when we went around, we went all the way around, went all the way out to the... to the um, with the what do they call it? I think they call them uh, dongers or whatever they are out in Cleveland or Halifax, chasing the finger mark out there and come back in. Boat ran absolutely perfect, nothing wrong, no water, no nothing. Coming to the shipping channel and I said, all right, we're going to give it 10 more minutes here. In that 10 minutes, the boat filled up with water and we had to move. We've, it's like it started, yeah. it, we must have taken on three, 400 litres. And wow. I, yeah, yeah, so I'm like, I've split me hole. I've done something really, really serious here. I don't know what's happened. So anyway, we come straight back in the whole time. I couldn't take it straight back because I had to let the bilge pump do its job. And put it this way, the bilge was running, but the the boat was on had that much water in it yeah. that um, where the bilge hose comes out to pump water out, which is only about a metre from the, the, the uh, five centimetres from the top of the boat, it was underwater. No so, way. Yeah, yeah. So I had to put my hand there to feel water gushing yeah. out there. And I'm like, thank God for that. So we're just moving forward. So I went through the whole process with Jakey. So I said, mate, if we're going to have a problem here, dad's going to have to jump out of the boat while it's still in neutral. You just stare straight and I'm going to have to undo the bunk. Because I can't reach the bung of oh, my bone. Yeah. Well, because I've got the jacking plate yeah. and everything. It's physically, mm. for me to bend right down and get it half my body is in the water and it's too close to the prop yeah if it's moving forward and in that situation you've got to be going forward so i said if worst case scenario dad's gonna to have to undo the bung and we're gonna to have to um let water run out of the bung and the bilge and then it will and i'll just hold on anyway so half an hour it took we, we just we, we made it back into the harbor and we're just putting around in the harbor and then eventually the boat sort of stabilized itself and i ended up with about 100 liters of water and, um, and I'm like, oh, so that was that. And I went up and got the car and I come back. And while I'm doing all that, the bilge is still pumping. The water is squirting out. So I'm still, I'm like, oh, my Lord. Put it on the trailer, drive it up, and not a drop, not a drop coming out. Remembering that we'd been on the water for five hours yeah. before then, not a drop would come on board. There's nothing leaking out from underneath. And I thought there was a, but it was just the water draining off the trailer. So I'm like, right, so I got it home, filled it up, nothing again, and um, under the, the 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 bung, and all the water squirted out and everything. So then I'm like, that day, the next day when I went to fix the trailer, hmm. so I've got to find out where this leak has come from, and it wasn't in my house. So I thought, okay, I've split my, my hose or the live well or something like that. Done another three trips, haven't taken the drop on board. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, so I do not know what happened. Bung was in. And Beck said, well, maybe the bung was crossroads. And I said, well, I've been on the water for five and it, the water come quick, quick. So I don't know. And um, so I didn't obviously take Jakey the next, the next yeah. trip or the trip after that. But uh, haven't taken no a water. drop. Haven't taken, and I'm paranoid because I keep hitting the bilge on every, every uh, I don't know, 10 minutes just to make sure. Nah, runs dry. It's strange, a strange one. 
I wonder if anyone, yeah, so if you've ever had something like that happen. So I couldn't work out what happened. It was uh, it was beyond me. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? You just never know. No, don't know what it there was. Were, there was no waves at the back of the boat coming up nah. to the back? or No, nah, wasn't a day like that. Hmm. No. Nah. So, to take so much I, water. Yeah, a hell of a lot of water. Hell of a lot. So, And you know how much water you're going to take. Like my, when I lifted my back hatches up, all the water was near the top of the well. So I, I had a lot of water on board. a heap of water. Out of nowhere. Don't think I've done something serious I, here. I still regularly, if I'm fishing down the creek, uh, I still regularly just flick my bar and my bilge on mm. and just have a look and then flick it Why back not? off. I do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that you instinctively do. Yeah. Um, I just flick it on because i got the little live bait tank in the back corner. And as we all know, and a lot of people have suffered this, that especially new boats, not so much old boats, but if you get a new boat and it's got a live bait tank and it's come from the factory, sometimes they don't do the stuff up tight enough on the on the feed. So, no. So when you're motoring along and your live bait tank's taking its manual feed like it does, yeah. it can be pumping into the hull. So so I, I'm the same, mate. I'm, I'm paran- not paranoid, but cautious. Well, I, was, I was more so paranoid yeah, you after. You would because you had four. But I, never I, happened before. I do flick the, um, the bilge pump. And now this brings to the question, should you have an automatic bilge pump that just click switches itself on? But automatics, uh, nothing's brought a boat down quicker than an automatic bilge. Yeah. Because you own, and when, look, if you're on the water, you know if you're going to be in trouble. Like, yeah. well, not in the bass boat. Like when when uh, Brendan and I lost Brendan's bass boat when it went down, because you've there's you're already so low to the water, you've only got ten centimeters. You're flush with the water anyway. Yeah, but well, more than that. That must have been so quick. The boat went down in forty seconds. Forty seconds didn't have a moment to do anything. We had to go underwater to get the life jackets out. So, but the boat itself, when it went down, it it sort of, and this this was a pro strike. So we're talking a very very expensive bass boat. When it first went down, it done the Titanic on us. It, it was Nose, vertical. Up, yeah, the bow was right up in the air. Were you the sitting electric. on the tip of it, you and Brendan, or you, you didn't have a chance to get on the end? When of it that? come down. When it come down, we grabbed hold of it because it sat there for a little bit. Mm. And we're just like, well, we're in big trouble here. And then uh, Brendan said, well, we're going to have to run the gauntlet. The, the hatch is down there. That's where our life jackets are. So I dived on the water, which was, what, five metres down, and, and opened the hatch up and got the life jackets out. And then we held on to the electric. And then uh, it was surreal. And uh, it's been a long time since I told the story. But it was like this big, giant mushroom because all the air. All air and everything filled inside the hull. And it's so, so scary looking down and seeing the boat that you were sitting on top of and Brendan's pride and joy, and then look downwards and it's all underwater. And sinking all, away from you. You know, and it's, it's a, you're looking at the sounders underwater, you're looking at your tackle box sinking into the And it's so and lucky that that lady seen... From a long way away. Seen it and... and well, when we, we drifted outwards towards Davies very, very quickly, we would have been dead. We were, God was looking after us that Yeah, day. that lady just turned around at the right time. Well, she said something strange, because when that mushroom yeah. cloud come up, the boat went upwards three Fire. or four metres. Yeah. It went all the way up, and then and it was it was like it was in the movie, and it said it's the final farewell, and, and then it just went, boom, and when it went down... And she's seen that part of it. She went, and 
she thought it was someone putting up a sail on a on a little sailboat. That's what mm. it looked like because of the the hull. And then uh, she went, no, something something's not right there. And and hubby was like, no, you're on drugs. Just yeah. don't know. We're fishing. He's in fishing mode. And uh, she goes, no, we really, really need to go and check. And those are coming over. They're coming across Esky lids and everything. They're like, whoa, we've got a problem here. We've got a problem. And uh, and it was strange because um, uh, we weren't excited or anything like that. Uh, I think shock had kicked in. Yeah. Uh, Brendan was uh, was struggling. As you do, man. As, as very much. He just lost uh, pride everything. Pride and joy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'd lost his pride and joy. Not everything. We still had families. But yeah. we thought we'd lost everything. Because um, if, if that lady didn't see us, we were... I don't know where we would have ended up because no EPIRB got so, And that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a case in point. It's probably a pretty interesting thing. And we've spoken about this before, so we won't keep going on with it. But we didn't have a chance to hit the EPIRB. We didn't even know we were going down. It, all of a sudden, like, we're sitting at the back of the boat and then the boat listed. It went on an oblique or 45-degree yeah. angle to one side, which is all the water rushed to the to the right-hand side where most of the weight was, which is the side Brendan was on. No offence, Brendan. <laughs> and, um, and then um, from there, we said, we're in trouble. We're going down. Something's How far wrong. off the coast were you? If you looked at land. Three kilometres. I'll show you a fair way. Yeah, that that seems really close until you're in the water. Till, yeah, till you got to swim it. Yeah, yeah, till you and, and we're you know we're in 150 I make feet of water, a, and so. it gives a, a um like a, a grab bag. You can buy like the the For sure. floating shops have a okay, have, have a grab a bag. floating grab bag that you can just leave because if I go marlin fishing, my epurbs right at my feet. Yeah, and use look in a perfect world in a tinny yours or my boat. Yeah, if you're going down, you're going to have time, and you'll get that stuff. Yeah. But grab bag, just everything's there, so that's a piece of my. I think that's a brilliant idea. But as far as your EPIRB goes, which is normally clipped into a bracket somewhere on your boat, you've got time to do that. In a bass boat like we're Ooh. in, and people will say, oh, we were idiots being out there in the bass boat. The day was glamour. Yeah. Um, absolute glamour. And don't, don't think for one second that a bass boat can't handle rough. Bass boats handle rough better than my boat. They, they, they're built for that. The mm. Americans going through lakes in Mississippi or whatever are going through roaring 40s, some of the worst weather, so they can handle it. Um, what happened with uh, Brendan's boat is think of it like a... Um, like a, a, a saucepan, and then you put the lid on top of the saucepan. The second piece of the mould let the, the, go. The second piece of the mould let go, but the, the, where the mould let go is right at the back, at the back yep. of the transom. So, and that mould is just connected with high strength silicon. Yeah. And um, so the silicon had let go. So there was essentially a gap there that was um, like four mil gap around the whole one corner. And because bass boats sit so low, that water was just flowing in. It was just flowing in while we're sitting there at a, like, think of five taps mm. being turned on at the same time. And um, you might say, well, can't you hear it? These boats are fully sealed. Yeah, you have got uh, You've got 10 um, sort of, uh, you know, storage spaces that are hiding all of that noise. They're so mm. quiet and, and we didn't hear a thing. And uh, because, like, if you're high up, You'll feel yourself, something's happening, but the boat just filled flush first until it got too much, until it had to list. Yeah. And when it listed, it listed to the side and it was all over. Like you can buy the the safety capsule type thing where everything goes in it and it's actually got handles on the side. So yeah. you throw that over, you can sit yeah. with that and yeah. hold it and it floats and it's a... Well, there, there were so many questions that we had after because Brendan and yeah. I didn't realise that the boat didn't have flotation. Well, like nowadays... It's pretty rare for a, a boat, especially 
a boat as high end and as as what a pro strike is. I know is. mine does because when I lift the floor, it's got that much cool light polystyrene yeah. underneath. Yeah. Um, that you think, crikey, this will go nowhere. <laughs> it, it wasn't the funny moment, but we look back on it and have a bit of a giggle now because I remember while we're in the water, we're in the water like a pair of drowned rats, and I said, don't worry, the boat will float, we'll climb on the hull. And then they went, bloop, 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 bloop. Gone. Yeah, famous last word. Don't know how flotation. Yeah. No. No, at least you're here to talk about it. <laughs> we are here to talk about it, and I can only make light of it because we had some very trying, uh, not, 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 not so much myself because... Um, yep. Um, it, it, no, that's selfish. Uh, obviously, I had some bad nights. Because you think about oh, it. Oh, you will, mate. That's human nature. Uh, Brendan had a lot more, but um, but we got through, as as we do. As you do. And, and we're mates to this day. And um, and you know what? Now, uh, Brendan has a, an American renegade. Massive. Beautiful, beautiful boat. So uh, we'll call that light in the tunnel at the end of it. What That's do you reckon? What you, mate. You're still here to talk about it. Bloody oath, brother. All right, let's go to our next song and ad break. What a show we're having, guys. Powering along. When are we speaking to Dave and Cole? Well, we're going to be speaking to Cole at 9 o'clock because that's when he's coming out of his uh, little uh, holiday unit in Early Beach. Oh, And nice. Dave, I think we might give him a call about 8.30. Yes. We'll call... Or oh, a little bit earlier than that because we've got M We've got two. M straight after Just in it. case Dave waffles on for half an hour or Oh, well, more. I would love to have a, a, a yeah, decent proper. chat with, with Dave. It will be good. Yeah. All right. Let's play some music. We'll be back soon. Enjoy.
out of bounds, knowing what to say. Instead of making love, we both made a ceremony. And now I hear found somebody new, and that I never meant that much to you. To hear that tears were up inside, and to see you cut me like a knife, I guess. you need to keep your car driving well and looking great. You'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Hey, Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kaisan Mob. They're top fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kaisan's. Now that's a wrap. Too right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com or call Kai at Kaisan's on 0418 199 Station sponsor. Looking for the toughest products in town? Tackle World Townsville has the ultimate. Introducing Yeti, the toughest icebox around. So tough they are grizzly bear proof and hold ice for days. And the Yeti drinkware, it's the best on the market. See Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine with unbeatable savings. Nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. Queensland local government elections are coming in March 2024. Queensland needs people who are passionate about making a difference to nominate and represent their communities in council. Free mandatory training for all candidates is available online. Search So You Want to Be a Councillor for information and to take the training today. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. Gaz, 2024, got any plans, mate? I'll catch a fish, mate. That'd that be, would be nice. That'd be a start. You caught fish. You got gudgeon fish and a couple of tilapia and so forth. Oh, Don't be no. too hard on yourself. I went all right. No, no, I had. I came home with the... With a strong sail in the... I was going to say a wet sail. I came home with a wet sail in the last part of the year with that big queenie and then the red emperor and the largemouth and sweeties we got. 
Yeah. Um, so came home. Pretty but they're good. like just common reef fish. Anyone who ca- goes out blue. Yeah, you're there, right, mate. mate. Yeah. yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, so anyway, carry on. I'm sorry. So, no, 2024, I'm so super keen to continue with this shallow water trolling at Hinchinbrook. Oh, I'm super keen for you to um, evolve with that. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, and I'm going to steal your thunder because I'm going to try it too. I don't mind at all, mate. I know that. Uh, and it don't, we didn't invent it. As, as we know, Lance Butler rang in and Lance has, has been doing it for years, but it's something that we want to try and we haven't tried it. So I've actually been Google earthing the channel. You think you know the channel pretty good. Boom, boom. But I've been Google earthing the channel to find out where the flats are with the most snake drains. Okay. And where they end. And have you... Got some good resource? Yes. Material? Yes, I have. Yeah, any that, do you want to devour to the No, I don't. Okay. I don't, Marty. There's one little section of a tiniest little bay that I seen something and I went Hello. I reckon that might work for me. No, it's just up the middle of the channel, mate, any of the flats. Hey, anything's worth yeah. a go, mate. And and as we spoke about it, I just wanna we all the the guys we know fish the flats regularly, whether they fish them with the water coming out of the mangroves or whether they fish them when the water's out and they're fishing the snake drains. Yeah. But even a gumby like me can drift along the flats at Hinchinbrook and see barras swim away from under your boat. Most definitely. So, yeah, that that's probably one um, one thing that, that I said to myself I'm going to have a real crack at instead of just having a crack and going, eh, I've had enough. Yeah, give it a real red hot go because as we know, and we're not Hinchinbrook Channel experts, we fish it a lot. When there's a big high tide, we scratch our heads. There's guys we know that when it's a big high tide, rub their hands together. Yeah, uh, I've got my, I've got my spot. I have increased. Yeah, we I've, have. I've got something now. But this, the the shallow water trolling really intrigued me when we got that big queenie and had four or five other hits. Mm. Um, I just went righty all. Mm. This could be this could be good fun. Oh, most definitely, and that Queenie next trip will be a bar, because oh. them barras they're hunting them flats. Yeah, so you know so, when you're cruising along, you hear that, and the mullet yeah. goes skirting. Yeah, you just well, and also I want to try a few different areas, not so much, not different areas at Hinchinbrook, <laughs> different area, different creeks for a little look and. Yeah, go just try something different. Yeah, spread your wings. Yeah, just just go somewhere different. Maybe head down Baratus and head out of the Baratus and yeah, go around the corner or go. I bumped into some boys from the Burdekin down at um, down at Faust and we're having a good old yarn. They fish um, the Burdekin River and stuff like. Not that I'll probably fish the Burdekin because I don't know the tides and I don't know yeah. really how to get around there and stuff like that. But they, we're having a good old yarn about the Burdekin and the creeks all around the Burdekin there and down by Malongal. And I may have mentioned this before uh, we went away, but if you ever want, if you're going for a drive like to Bowen or even the Home Hill Air and you just want to go that five minutes further, go to Inkerman. Yep. Inkerman Hill. Is it Inkerman? Yeah, the, the hill? big hill there. Yeah, with drive the up it. Drive up it and you get you can see the mouth of the Burdekin. Yep. You can see all the little runoffs. I think Wallace's is just over a little bit. So um, it's a really worthwhile drive just to give yourself a little bit of a, a um So a that's, a, that's a new plan. And then when the weather is um, is good enough. Yeah. Um, neglected the marlin a little bit over the last two and a half years. You have a little bit, so, so you're going to be So as soon that. as that weather drops out, 
um, out with the skip baits and the swim baits. I bet you're looking forward to that. Yeah, it is a nice part of the way I like to fish, go out and have a look for them. And now that we've found a couple of areas where there's some Reds. good bottom fish, I may even just take a bo- couple of bottom rods with us as well. Well, you can't troll for a juvenile all day and not stop for half an hour. Well, that's what I used to do. That's what I used to do. Mm. And that's how I found the spots last year to get these red emperor and stuff. And double edged sword, mate. Yeah, and and when we went out last year, when the weather was good, it was leave all the marlin gear at home and just take bottom bashing gear. And of course, what happens when you get to these spots where you catch your marlin? There's more bait there than you can poke a stick at, but you haven't got one iota of marlin gear in your boat. So, so yeah, just some little things. Try and do a little bit more out on the on the reef and and stuff like that and just have yeah. a little look around and when the weather's good because there's nothing nicer than getting out to the shoals or getting out to the edge of the reef and having a look around and then being able to come back yeah um, at a reasonable speed and not get the crap smashed out of you coming back so i agree so a little bit more blue water stuff if the weather um helps this yeah year. I, I think that would be fantastic yeah so most so, fantastic. Mate, we are going to go for an early uh, break. Did you want to play a song as well? Yeah, go. Get some, we'll get some numbers in. When we come back, yeah, we're going to... Yeah, mate, gonna... the people at Carlisle Gardens will be just be waking up to your music, so they'll All be right. happy as. All right, stick it up your butt, guys. <laughs>
the gospel that is given to all, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm Brother Brad. And I'm Brother Barry Man. Hallelujah, brothers. Well, it's all under hallelujah. <laughs> gospel, brother. Gospel. Gospel, boys. Praise in song. Tune in every Sunday from 6 a.m. And you will be blessed. Only on your deadly station, 4K1G. Too deadly. The Holy Ministries with the Hallelujah Brothers. Don't keep saying, one day I'm going to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Do it now. The gateway to Hinchinbrook Channel, the Great Barrier Reef and the Palm Island Group. The only self-contained, absolute waterfront accommodation with a private pontoon in Lucinda. Family owned and operated. Just bring your food, your beer and your fishing gear. Oh, and request a room that Gary and Marty haven't stayed in. If you're not on the waterfront, you may as well be at the back of Burke. Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Call 0477 900. Station sponsor. Okay, here we go. From 2024, the Queensland Government is making kindy free for all kindy age children. Every child can access 15 hours free kindy a week, 40 weeks per year. Kindy is the foundation of learning for our children. Search Free Kindy Queensland for more information. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. Station sponsor. Everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great, you'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Get down to your favourite Lily White Hotel and enjoy a great feed and relaxed family atmosphere. Four convenient locations. The Bowley Barn Hotel, Bushland Beach Tavern, Hotel Stewart and Riverview Tavern. Locals looking after locals. Station sponsor. Weather in Queensland is extreme. We have floods, bushfires, heat waves, storms and cyclones. That's why during extreme weather events, it's important to watch for the warnings. Yellow means advice. A weather event has started. Stay up to date. Orange means watch and act. Conditions are changing. Start taking action. Red means emergency warning. Take action now. Any delay puts your life at risk. Find out more. Search. Watch for the warnings. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. Station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road, Townsville. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. We just tried to get hold of Dave, but he's still in the sack, having a bit of a coffee or something. <laughs> he's so. probably asleep up. Where does he live these days? Weeper or somewhere, so he's probably on Weeper time. Yeah, yeah, what's that? Four in the morning still. Yeah, 1936. Yeah, but that's all right. We're, we definitely will get through to him at some stage today because we do have a busy show indeed. We do. Iconic um, guide from around um, the Gulf for mm. many, many years. Uh, I used to always read his articles and yeah. and um, see what he was up to, and he's still going strong with his fishing and yep. writes a bit here and there. So We so. have to actually send off two because um, it's been a great start. Like We're talking to two people who we hadn't spoke to. 
um, forever on the show while yes. I've been for the last. So we, we got Cole and Karen from Reedies, and obviously Dave Donald. Who would be some other? Great, like we have some really good people on board. We talk to our Jason Wilhelms and we talk to E.T. Mervyn and and the likes of them. If you could choose anyone. Oh, in the world? In the world, most definitely. Who would you love to have a chat to, fishing related? Um, it's probably a, a fanboy thing, but probably The Rock because he loves his fishing for bass and stuff like that. Does he really? I didn't yeah, know that. You don't expect expect that you you just see what he's like on tv and you don't expect him to grab a fishing rod no um, and and go for a fish oh so i do believe dave. we have mr dave donald calling us back good morning fishing show good morning fishing show hello hello hey. dave it's uh it's marty and gaz on the nq fishing show how are you yeah good marty Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. We're very excited to be having you on this morning, having a bit of a chat about this wonderful article that we just finished reading not long ago. And uh, we're hoping you want to give a bit of insight live on air for us. Yeah, that'd be fine, mate. All right, beautiful. Before we get into that, Dave, what are you doing these days? What's Dave Donald all about? Well, um, I'm actually a councillor on the uh, Weaver Town Authority. So I've been sort of fairly busy there, still doing a bit of writing and uh, uh, plenty of fishing. So that's pretty much um, what I'm doing these days, yes. No, nothing wrong with that. So you're, obviously you're still doing a bit of writing, like you say. What about guiding? Is that is that part of your inventory the, um, nowadays or have you given the guiding game away? No, I've pretty much given the guide guiding game away, Marty. I just have a, I have a few friends come through and a few old clients who become friends come through, so I, I get out with them. Um, but um, pretty much given the guiding away. Um, yep. Beautiful. Yeah. It was funny that you're talking because this is my 14th year on the show and uh, you've mentioned that you used to come on the show all the time when Arthur and Joy and probably Nathan uh, was running things back then. So so you haven't um, joined us on air for, it have to be 15 plus years because I, I come in in the last couple of weeks, I've done a couple of shows while Arthur was still here and then sadly we lost Arthur and then obviously Joy stayed on board for, how long did Joy stay on board? for gas another year oh, or two no longer yeah a couple yeah. of years yeah quite a few years. so yeah so. gee it must have been at least 15 16 years since you've joined us dave yeah i can remember that when i was up at pantan bay in the 90s um uh you used to ring me very early on a saturday morning yeah um before i went out on charters and stuff um so you know sort of six o'clock or maybe seven o'clock in the morning okay uh, so we could have a conversation before I headed out, you know. Fair enough. And then, look, if if it's all right with you over, you know, once or twice a year, if uh, we give you a call, because we'd love your input into the show, because you're uh, very well known in the fishing industry, we, you would have no qualms with that? No, no worries at all, Marty. Yes, that's fine. Yeah, I'm always happy to 
uh, have something to say. I've always got plenty to say. <laughs> yeah, no, beautiful. And that, so you're perfect for our show. Mate, uh, okay, let's let's get down to business. Um, this article, and it, it has been, as I said, a very hot topic, especially in this studio, um, uh, talking about, let's say, just call it live target. Um, at the moment, I think the cons are outweighing the pros for us. There are so many questions, uh, and I'm, I want to give you the platform, but we will we will give you a question straight up, which we want your opinion on. So, tournament situation, uh, if you're running live, should there be a special segment for people who run live and people who don't have live? You, because there's no whiffs or buts, you, you have a benefit. Should yeah, they be? I agree. Yep, I I agree with that. I I, I know even in the states there's uh, there's big arguments over there too, and um, they're they're usually the leader in the tournament stuff. Um, and, and I can see it happening over there. I, I don't know whether I'm not up on whether there are some tournaments where they you're not allowed to use it or whatever. But, yep. Um, um, you know, it's it, um. It sort of detracts from the whole uh, fishing um, experience, I reckon. And uh, when, when you're so concentrated on on screens instead of it, 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 it sort of takes the hunting. I mean, there's still a hunting side of it there, but, but the actual hunting side of it where you're actually using the environment to hunt, using set signs in the environment yeah. uh, to hunt, rather than, um, you know looking at a screen and not really see what's going on around you, you know. No, I fully agree. And, like, uh, to put it in layman's terms, the last – since live has uh, really taken off, um, with our tournaments here, uh, our tournaments are Barabash and the Ingham Rod and Reel, they're our two big boys. Um, in the last few years, anyone who has live has won it, um, whether that be coincidence or maybe not. Um, but it, it, that sort of um, – that goes in that favour – um so and we're having that same sort of argument at the moment should live be allowed in our tournaments like in the murray cod um one of gaz's mates who runs the biggest murray cod tournament down south they're actually making it illegal to have live you're not allowed to use it in their tournament which um which poses the sort of question here uh and i think for gary and i we're a little bit like if we're being honest um I find it very exciting. I think it's a, a, a brilliant thing. But our concerns is um, we're now catching fish that aren't meant to be caught. Mother Nature had the advantage, and we're taking that away from her with with this never-ending incredible technology. We're now catching fish that simply, you know, for the previous 100 years would have never, ever been caught. So Yeah, that's, that's right. You know, the... The first time it sort of came up with me, I was having a discussion uh, with a prominent um, uh, fellow in the in that in that who's actually making gear for that sort of stuff. Yep. And he said to me, he said, "Oh, you know these fellows with the Murray cod, they'll go up and down the river and they'll look in every snag, and they might spend most of the day, three quarters of the day, going to every snag and finding where the biggest fish is, and yep. then." Sitting there and actively targeting that big, the you know the big or a couple of big fish, rather yep. than just taking chance. And um, I think you know when you're taking uh, you know chance away, um, mm. when you're sort of saying, well, I, I'm ignoring all this. I'm not. 
you know, I catch big fish, yeah, but yep. I'm not a big fish man. I, you know, I enjoy every fish. I don't care if it's an undersized barra. Uh, you know, every fish to me means something, and 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 occasionally I hit a big one, and yeah, that's great. Uh, and, and I and I you know, I lap it up, but yeah, the thing is that I'm not just targeting the big ones all the time, um, and I, and I'm not actively. I mean, you know, I am looking for big fish, but yeah. um, if they don't come along, I don't get disappointed. And, no. and whatever comes along, I, I, I catch. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I was up in Darwin in last July for a conference, and one of my very good friends up there who's been a charter operator up there for about 15 years, I, we went out for a day's fishing, and, 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 and we started talking about this. And I, I, I thought it was just me being a silly old fart, yeah. Um, thinking this way, and and he said, and he's a lot younger than me, and he sort of said, Dave, I totally agree with with this. I, where you know, I won't use it. Um, you know, I'm a charter operator, but that I'm not going to get into it because I don't believe that it. I believe that sort of it's a bit illegal, or, or it takes mm. too much away. It's it's gone too far. That's, yeah. And he said, then there's a lot of lot of people that think the same as me. And, uh, and that sort of like, opened my eyes up a bit, thinking, well, there are other people that think like I do, you know. And, For sure. Um, that's why, and, and I'd say that this column that I've done in NAFA yeah. would be one of the most, um, that I've had the most uh, attention from. It, it certainly raised the issue, and it's certainly, obviously, an important issue. And um, It has. Um, you know, th- this is... This is this is the sort of thing we need, you know, that the print magazines in particular, that they can prompt this and then get all this discussion going around it. So it, it sort of yep. um, shows you that, that that even though all of, most of the print magazines are gone now, yep. that they can still, they can still um, you know, they still have a place. And, and I mean, Definitely. Fish and Boat... The other magazine I write for, I mean, it's gone from strength. It's gone from strength to strength, and uh, whereas all the other magazines are fading away. And I think, again, it's an independent magazine, and and that's another reason why it it'll it'll last. Yeah. Uh, because the big the big um, uh, you know the big corporate magazines, uh, the digital age has just just stuffed them. You know, and. Um, that goes right back to when you know digital stuffs first happened, and I was writing for um, uh, Modern Fishing, and and um, they said to us, "Well, now everything you everything you submit to us, um, it's ours. It's our copyright." And it was never that before. Every, no. every everything we submitted remained our copyright. And if they wanted to reprint it, they then had to pay the author a, a second payment and a third payment if they. Rep- did it three times. Now they can just use anything of yours indefinitely, and they pay you the pay rates have gone down about by about ten times. Yeah, uh, absolutely ridiculous. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. The writers, you know, when I first started writing for magazines, you could make a reasonable living out of it, and and you know, friends, my, my mate Lawrence Steptoe, he he made a very good living out of out of uh, magazine writing. He did. But, these days, it's almost impossible because um, everything you do can be virtually plagiarised or, or, or duplicated without 
payment. Yeah, and you don't get a cent. No, know? and yeah. that's wrong on many levels. What I will say is this this particular edition of NAFA is probably one of the best ones that Alex has brought out for a while. Um, and that, your, your actual segment, because um, I've seen probably about 20 posts, I'm not sure if you're aware, of people who have mentioned your article to say, hey, have a read of this. This is very, very interesting. Obviously, they mention your name a lot, so you would be you would see that when you're tagged in it. But there's a lot where you're not tagged in it where we see it. And uh, I think you, you wrote the article very clever. You, 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 stood, you had a high level of diplomacy with it. So you, you got your point across very well. Um, some people are still going to get their nose out of joint, but you certainly didn't write it on that angle. So it was well written for my money. So no, 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 I didn't. I don't. I don't write it to put people's noses out of joint. And no, I, and, I, and I can see that there is a. If you want, if you, I hate the word, but it, there's a woke section. Yes, that, of course. That will that will that will spur up at that at anything that sort of threatens their little whatever. Yeah. Um. um you know, but um, it, it, it's there to promote discussion as, as we're having right now um, yes. and to think about these things. And obviously, I'm not the only one that's thinking of it. A lot of other people are too. And, and I, I, it'd be interesting to see what the uh, American uh, angle is on all this. Most, um, most and, definitely. Um, because that's one of the other places where it would really be, um, particularly with their their tournaments over there that are worth millions of bucks yeah um, well talking um, to like our our big tournament in our neck of woods for freshwater uh, is, is the peter faust invitational which they, they they're having a break from it at the moment uh and and the simple fact of the matter is and everyone has said this if you don't own a live target or a version of you're wasting your time. There's no point launching. There's no because let's be honest. You fish a tournament not for camaraderie because you're a trophy hunter, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's why I fish a tournament because I want to look at that barrel on the wall. Um, but while I don't have live, there's no point in me fishing that tournament because I'm going to be outgunned twenty fish to one. It's just, it's just like once upon a time, if you went to Peter Faust and you caught five fish for the weekend, you've had an absolute cracker. Now with live, you're twenty, thirty fish days. It's just, you're just catching fish that shouldn't have been caught. You're talking them into it. You're finding fish that, even if the fish isn't in the mood to eat, by watching it, by seeing what your retrieve does, you can turn that fish on. You know, it's just, it, it, it's full on. It really, really is full on. And I think we're going to do ourselves a lot of damage because where does it stop? Where does it stop, Dave? So Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, saying about... Uh, you know, fish some days not biting and that, you know, I get, I don't, uh, as I say, I, I use my side scan occasionally, but most of my fishing's done in less than two metres of water, one and a half, one metre of water. That's yep. where I catch most of my barra, 99, 99% of them. Yes. Um, but there are days when the barra are um, finicky. So in other words, uh, you get a lot of flashes behind your lure, uh, you might get them, um, you know, hooked up. Uh, recently, you've had a few times where the fish were hooked in the head. They're obviously not really hitting the lure, and and the, the skill then is to try and work out how to modify your retrieve so that those fish that are short striking or not striking, you can actually get them to bite, and and that's visual fishing yourself 
not worrying on a on a live scope to do it. Yep. And, you know that that happens. That happens in, in you know in, in real time in in a in a non sounder environment. Yeah. Um, so you know that skill against looking at a thing and working out looking at a screen and working out the fish is not interested in your lure, let's try a different one and all that. I mean, that, that is relevant to normal type, type fishing. Yeah. But um, that targeting, you know, the, the, uh, people were saying that they could see which way the fish was going, so they knew where to cast ahead of it to try and get it. Um, Certainly. And, you know, I mean... That's the difference, sight, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, when you're side fishing, you, you see a barrel and a snag, um, you put the the lure at its tail, no, it won't come out. If you put it at its head somehow, work out how to get that, cast that lure within, you know, two inches of the snag in front of its head and it'll go and take the lure. Yes. Um, so often if you do put that lure right in front of the fish, it will actually, it will actually eat it, whether it's a, uh, a feeding uh, motion or whether it's just a reaction like get away and get out and get out of my patch, mm. um, it, you know, is one of the things that, another thing that you can debate forever. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's... It's a where does it stop, as we've said before, Dave. Where it's it's yeah, a where does yeah, yeah. where do we stop? Where like we, yeah. when side imaging came came in, it made us fish different areas that we never fished before and now lives come in and, and we're sort of just... Like we said, live just tar- level over yeah, side we, imaging. Yeah, it? but live when side imaging came in, it still put us in different areas. Oh, look at that bunch of fish sitting out over there. We'd never see them. Yep. And now lives come in, and then but but one of the other things, it sort of leaves. It, it turns into an elitist fishing. There's not a lot of people that can afford that ten thousand dollars setup. So they're they're our standard fisher people that just sit there with their bit of bait and and go on. So it sort of separates your fishing class a little bit, I think. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. And um, yeah, the, the, in tournaments, it's not so much if you want to do that yourself. Fair enough. But in tournaments. You know, yeah. having that huge advantage over everyone else, um, you know, you're sort of t- sending it into the American sort of setup where, you, you know, you've got to be, you've got to have million dollar sponsorships and, and, and million dollar boats and gear and whatever and um, mm. to, to even get a place in there. Yeah. And the good, the good thing about Australia is uh, the tournament set up here mostly hasn't ever, hasn't gone that way. Although, you know, to an extent it has, but, um, you know, as you're saying, to make it so that only a few people uh, can win, um, it, it's not, it's, it's going to really destroy it because the yep. people say, well, stop that, I'm not going to go that anymore. It's already um, happening. Yeah, unless you set it up as two different categories at a tournament, those with and those without. Yeah, but we haven't got yeah. enough sponsors or Yeah, it's hard for sponsors. But then yeah. then it comes down to you fish the, the tournament for prizes or do you fish for the glory of saying, here's a stick, you won that, that tournament. For me, it's the trophy. I mean, we... Yeah, we, so we, prizes doesn't matter. So you can get a stick with an engraved plaque on it that says Marty won the Peter Faust tournament in the live division... Um, a, a bit of mangrove mounted on a plaque with with your name on it. 
Yeah, fair. I know so, what you're saying. Yeah. But, yeah. I think. Hey, Dave, before we uh, let you go, we've got one or two more questions. Now, we, we do uh, touch on political issues here and there on the show. We have to. That's what we're about. In a very short form, uh, the netting, uh, the, the proposed changes, the bans, for or against, and, and, and what's your, your slight little bit of input on it? Uh, I thought you were. I thought you were going to ask me this, um, <laughs> mate. Uh, when I first heard it, when I first heard about it, um, my I was extremely angry uh, at, and the people I was angry at was fisheries, yep. fisheries management. You know, I've been involved in fisheries management in in um, Queensland for fifty over fifty years. I've been on just about every bloody committee there ever was, mm-hmm. um, and I can tell you that you know we have a, a section of the recreational fishing and charter people have been trying to organise something with fisheries management for years and years and years and years, mm. and. They have uh, and they have been very uh, unreceptive. Yeah. To put it very, to put it very um, polite not, way. Yep. Uh, and and for them to and then it became a political football. And um, I mean, if we got a person, if we got a mob like UNESCO saying you're not, you've stuffed your fisheries. Um, that's that's a pretty big um, downer. That's a pretty big uh, endorse, uh, endorsement that your um, management is absolute rubbish. Right. And the other the other thing is that the commercial fishermen have fought every reform all the way, and although a lot of them, not all commercial fishermen, the, the commercial fishermen hierarchy have fought it all the way. Mm-hmm. Then some of the uh, good commercial fishermen know that the place was being overfished. So, so in, in, to put it in very short terms, the government got forced into a corner, and instead of um, saying, you know, we've got to do something, they just bloody turned their back on it, turned their back on commercial fishermen, and said, "That's it, stop everything out." Um, and to me, that that's. That's just as bad as the as the poor management. Yes. Um, that they that they were. It's it's totally a political knee jerk reaction, and and to sort of just put so many people in a position um, that they should have never been in anyway. The the license, a number of licenses should have been culled, started being culled twenty years ago. Yes. Um, and. and and now all these licenses that should have never been there. They're all going to get huge payouts. Um, uh, you know, normally you get paid out on profit. These people get paid out on catch, and what they catch is not profit. Um, some of them are just uh, there by the seat of their pants. Uh, mm-hmm. And to me, that, that, that's a, co- a commercial decision that's totally wrong. But anyway, um, yeah, to put it, to put it very uh, bluntly, it, it, it's been handled extremely badly by uh, fisheries and gut. Well, by not fisheries, by the government people, the politicians that run the fisheries. Yes, they're the one. They're the ones ultimately. Uh, but the problem is that the the commercial sector then wants to blame. They don't blame 
the fisheries and don't blame the politicians. They blame recreational fishers for stirring up. And, and, or they blame UNESCO because UNESCO, you know, put them in a position. Um, and to me, that's, the whole thing is just an absolute, um, I can't use the word because it's, uh, yep. it's a family show. No, fair enough. Um, and, and the same thing's happened in the Gulf. And um, uh, the same thing, you know, we've, we've been trying, I've been on the Gulf uh, Max since the uh, middle 90s and, and um, trying to get a decent deal here. And, yep. and we've been totally ignored for all that time. And now the, the Gulf guys are all up in arms because it's going to happen here. Mm. And the other thing that, we're, that I'm really, really worried about is the displacement. So the people that get bought out on the East Coast, the first place they're going to do is come look over to the Gulf and try buy licenses <laughs> over here. Yeah. And... That we've already got too many licenses and too much, and we're overfished, and we don't want that to happen. And one of the things that I said to the task force was that the first thing you must do is you must, if you buy the, when you buy these licenses out, there must be a sunset clause. Uh, they must agree not to enter the fishery for ten years or something when they get the buyer, because all you're going to do is get all these cashed up people coming over looking for somewhere else uh, yep. and uh, that's, that's already overfished and it's going to be the same there. So, Is that clause in it yet? Yeah. Has, has that, it's <laughs> a, that, so at the moment, as it sits, they get a payout, but there's not, nothing there saying that they can't uh, take all their money and reopen another business in your neck of the woods. If yeah, well, if they're up for sale. So I, said, right. I, I asked them to put a freeze on all licences. And that so hasn't happened yet? In Queensland. Okay. Uh, as far as I know, it hasn't, hasn't happened. Um, okay. And because uh, all that's... And then there are people sort of saying, well, um, I'll get the payout and then I'll just keep fishing. Um, I'll do it illegally and because the, uh, what you get fined for, mm. for doing illegal fishing, uh, I'll make more money than the fines. Yep. Um, you, you've got all this sort of stuff going on on the in the background. Yep. Uh, it's it's been absolutely terribly handled by fisheries, and the other thing is that a lot of the fisheries people there are fairly new, hmm. um, and they haven't got the background to know what, all the stuff that's gone on, um, and so the whole thing's just an absolute mess um, of, of immense proportions, and and it's it's basically being caused by fisheries not listening or not not saying to the commercial fishermen way way back listen you've got to we've got to have left less commercial fishers sort yourselves out get yourself sorted out instead they've let the fishery say oh no the, the commercial fishers say oh no, whinge about this whinge about that whinge about something else and it's just gone on and on and on and on Hmm. For, year, for for two decades, three decades, and now bang, and they now they're now in this position where they where their backs against the wall, and and they're, um, they're yeah, hmm. it's just an absolute mess. And the politicians behind the scenes are still saying, "Oh, you'll be right, fellas. We'll look after you," sort of thing. Yes, um, and and um, which. Which shouldn't be happening, you know. They're they're overriding some of the managers who who, who want to do the right thing, and um, 
It really is um, uh, a travesty. A terrible situation. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is. Mate, we're going to end this on a, a lighter note. We like to ask our special guests, especially ones as yourself, a couple of quick questions. We ask all the same. Now, since you were uh, an ex-guide, we're going to pretend you're a guide, and we like to ask your worst day guiding. What sticks with you? Was it a client? Was it a trip? Was it? <laughs> you're out of the business now, so you can be honest. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to um, to um, pick one, but um, I can probably tell you about the, some of the worst clients I've ever had. So I had these two fellows up from Melbourne, um, and uh, sorry, I shouldn't have said. That, that seems to be the area where the most of the bad ones come from. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Bloody um, Melbourneites. <laughs> Victoria, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, so we came. We were coming home one afternoon with these two fellas. We had a fantastic day, and then the, the place just went absolutely crazy. And and these fellas, that's they never like when I when I'm fishing, I get excited and I'm yelling and yelling, going on. And these guys never laughed. They never joked. They never oh. sort of said that's a lovely, lovely fish. They just you know it was just like like clockwork. Yeah, and so we, we had we had we came across all these fish, and we just had the most. We, I stayed up another extra hour because the fish were just going ballistic, everything. Yep. And so we got we got back to the ramp, and this fellow said, um, "Oh, that's that's probably the best fishing I've ever had." And, oh, okay, that was the only <laughs> thing they said the whole week. So, and the other thing was they were losing lots of my lures, and I had a thing that you know you paid for the lures you lost. Fair so enough. Kept the tally. And um, we got to the airport. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we get out to the airport, and I said, uh, oh, look, you fellas, you owe me for the lures you lost. Yep. And this bloke said, well, that wasn't in, that wasn't in, the, um, in the agreement. And I said, well, if you read my, uh, you know, booking requirements, you'll find that, that that is indeed the case. And, in fact, the night before, the other lot of clients, who were fishing with the, my young fellas were at the table saying, oh, geez, our lure field's going to be huge because we've lost so many lures, you know, <laughs> yep. in, front of them, in front of them at the table. Yes. So, and this bloke um, looked at me and he just never even shook my hand, never said thank you, never said anything. He opened his wallet and he threw the money on the ground <laughs> uh, and he just walked off. What a pig. And I thought... <laughs> And I thought, well, thank goodness, you know, bye-bye. Anyway, about two months later, I get an email from this fellow, and he said, oh, Dave, um, yeah, we, we had a good trip, but uh, we're going to Northern Territory next time. <laughs> and, and I felt like I had, to, I had to keep my hands off the keys. I felt like saying, well, thanks. F for that. Uh, <laughs> Because I would have been booked out anyway. <laughs> oh, that's classic. That's classic. And, and All right, your last, very last question, then we're going to let you go. Money, no object, and these are the rules with this. Uh, your bucket list fish, but you're not allowed to say black bass, Papua New Guinea, and you're not allowed to say tarpon in Costa Rica. What's your one fish you want to get that you haven't? Oh, dear, dear. Hmm. Um, yeah, well, I've caught both the black bass and the tarpon in uh, tarpon in Cuba. So, what was that like, just quickly? 
Um, yeah. Uh, so can't really bring anything to mind. I'm quite happy with um, what you've done. Uh, looking, looking locally now. Okay. Um, probably a bump-headed parrotfish on a fly. That's probably. Geez, don't they get big? I, I, actually, you mentioned that. I watched one that uh, uh, Matt from Pelagic Pursuit um, got some bump-headed ones on fly fishing the flats. What an incredible fish. They are huge. Not the prettiest fish in the ocean, but they're kind of cute in their own way. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, yeah, well, I'm, heading, I'm heading over to the Cocos Islands later in the year, so... Um and that's going to be one of my targets over there. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, let's try and catch up after that. Dave, thank you so much for spending a bit of time on the North Queensland Fishing Show. We really appreciate it, mate. We look forward to having you as a regular guest in the future and uh, and follow your endeavours. Okay, thanks, Marty. Thanks for the, thanks for the opportunity. No, our pleasure. All ours. See you, buddy. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Ah, there we go, Gaz. Good fella, mate. Great fella, a legendary guide. I'm going to get in there with the Gestos and the Lancers and definitely, definitely. Let me just um, the Notsos and the Dave Bradleys and all those guys that uh, have fished throughout that country. They all know each other. They all know each other's strengths and weaknesses. There is. Um, Ash sent us a comment before. I think when we were talking about the um, the Burdekin. Yeah, Ash mentions there are thirteen uh, public boat ramps in all. All in I've the Googled creeks. them all too. The of the Burdekin. F- oh, your phone was ringing then. I thought and, it might uh, have been. And then um, young Reese Bullymore said, "Hey, great show, fellas. This is what's happened here. Pros got paid out thirty first of December. Apply for new licenses. Started fishing again first, even though it's only for three years. So that that is a very very valid concern. Um, that." The, the pros are going to get uh, so look dave's biggest concern he's saying they're going to be paid out on what they catch not what they're not what they earn so that's big money that's huge money so these fish shows are going to remembering that i'm on the i'm I'm with the pros, which has a lot of people offside with me because I'm, I'm seeing humanity a bit more than you know, it, it, it's a tricky one because then you have Dave on board that gives you a bit of light on a different different subject to it. And I didn't, uh, and it, it's great that he said it because I didn't think about that. I thought once you got a payout, that was it. That, I, I thought that was. I happened, thought that was game over. It's happened for eons. The, probably I didn't fif- know that they fifteen could go years ago or more. They got uh, the commercial sector. I uh, got payouts. Did you just burp? I just had a little burp then. Um, what, what was I discovered that? it. Disguised it, um, and then they no, went and bought. There they was went, a clear burp. There was some of the older commercial blokes in town got payouts, and then went and bought bait licenses or different types of licenses. So, right, but there are the people got to earn a living. Yes, they do. People got to earn a living. But so, do they have to earn a limi- living? Limming. If they, if they get, don't take the piss out a of limming. me after you just burped on air. Was that a limming? A um, living. Are you true? Um, yeah, yeah, but do they need to earn? A that sort of living if they do get a big payout? Or what's a big payout? What do you class as a big payout in today's society? I don't know. That's that's a thing. It's it's like when the Green Zones came in, isn't it? He, um, some charter guides got a massive payout, never affected their business at all. Yeah, there's so many questions that I had so today. What, I wanted what do to you ask do? about... 
the Mackies and and all sorts of things. But time was of the essence, and we're going to talk. Yeah, to and we've got and Cole. After that, we've got to we've go got M and then Cole, Cole from so Reedy's. It's going to be pretty full on indeed. Good yeah. morning, Miss M. I'm going to put you live to air right now, and okay, you are thank you. you are live right now. Who are you, Miss M? Loose in the fishing lodge. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Hey, Em, Marty was chinwagging with Dave Donald yeah. from Weeper. I was just having a listen. What a good story. <laughs> it was. That was a good segment, wasn't it? So, it and, was. Very interesting listen. I loved it. That was great. Yeah. And did you? And as you would have heard, we um, Dave used to be on the show um, some 19, 20 years ago. So, yeah, yeah when, when they the used knowledge, to cross. The, the knowledge. We'd love to pick his brain. So, Dave, if you're listening, come for a gander at Lucinda Fishing Lodge. We'll have a, have a chat. <laughs> I think we might have to try and make that a thing, Miss M. That yeah. would be fantastic. Yeah. Hey, you are everything that is Christmas. It is your time of year. How was your it Christmas? Is. It was absolutely fantastic. And uh, I can't believe that it's already 2024. It's just uh, gone so fast. But, yeah, Christmas was absolutely amazing. We had... Such a good group of people in the lodge um, over the last uh, couple of weeks or the last month, really. It's been just such a good vibe down here. Everyone's been having a great time. And, yeah, it's just been, yeah, Christmas, Christmas, New Year's is, yeah, it's awesome. It's a great time of year. Oh, that is absolutely brilliant. And uh, any plans for this coming Christmas? Anything that you would do different? Or keep it the way it is? Uh, it's not broken. No, yeah, why fix what's not broken, really? I'm with you. I'm definitely <laughs> I mean, with you. If, if we could uh, put in for some glassed-out days for, like, uh, two weeks over the Christmas so we could all oh. go to the reef every single day um, and do, yeah, maybe no jellyfish um, <laughs> at the time of year would be probably great. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be great? You did put that one photo up where it was absolute grammar, uh, glamour, but I could feel the heat coming through the photo. Everything oh was God. glistening with steam. It's like, oh, man, that would be uncomfortable. It was so hot. That, that day, that photo I took was early in the morning and it was so stinking hot, but it was such a calm day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, you could feel it. And like we, we just went to the reef um, last week yep. and the heat, holy moly, it was so hot. But it was really good fishing. We had a great time. So Charles actually outfished us all on the, on the boat. He got the biggest coral trout for the day. So he was pretty chuffed with himself. Oh, and, good um, on him. Yeah, he was very happy. So, no, we had a great... It was a, it was a bit of a tough fishing, I think, maybe, because it's, you know, so hot and you, yeah. you sort of knock off a bit easier. And, uh, yeah, we all walked away with trout back, you know. Oh, back sore from pulling in all the trout. But um, <laughs> we had, yeah, it was... <laughs> That's a hard <laughs> thing to take. And, oh, it, was, it was really hard to bear, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do find, like, uh, when I went out with the young fellow, I think we might have been out on the same day, that rather than uh, being in the one spot for long periods of time, we'd done so much moving because we had to get yeah. some relief. Just move yeah. with the fresh, fresh breeze in our face. Yeah, yeah, we did a lot of moving around too, actually, because yeah, you drop down in one spot and there'd just be absolutely nothing going on, but you could see them all on the sounder under there and just nothing. So you'd move to the next bit, and um, then you'd have a little bit of luck there, and then that'd shut down. We'd move along to the next bit. So yeah, we definitely got a bit of relief getting some breeze to go through. But um, and then after a while, a couple of showers came through and cooled you down a bit. Oh, uh, a bit of a reprieve for you. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. And if there wasn't so many jellyfish around, we would have jumped in. But um, oh, you, you look down, you can see them all everywhere. It was um, yeah, yeah, plague proportion of jellyfish. I bet. Now, yesterday was a bit of uh, a horrible weather, and Gaz went over to the island. He said it was just rough as guts there and back. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that today is a lot nicer. Have you been able to see what it looks like out past Lucinda Jetty? I'm actually not in Lucinda at the moment. I'm in Hewenden. Oh, you're <laughs> in Hewenden? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the opposite spectrum. I'm in the desert, so... <laughs> well, there you go. What are you doing there? 
Well, it's school holidays, so we're off here visiting uh, my nan and pop out in Hewenden, So, But I, I spoke to Gab this morning and he said it was raining. So, um, mm. yeah, a bit, bit of rainy weather. I don't know. Is it raining in Townsville? With the it's trying. Not today. Um, we we got some nice um, bit of moisture the night before and a little bit overnight. But uh, if you listen to order reports, I think we got a little bit coming. And I, I think, unfortunately, Cairns and, and up north of Cairns is going to be in for another proper deluge, which they don't need mm. at the moment. So we'll see what happens there yeah see what happens i know um yeah a couple of people were ringing me yesterday panicking because the media was jumping on saying that there's going to be another massive flood event and cyclone and freaking everybody out and they were predicting it for this weekend and mm. all the people that were coming in this weekend were panicking and i said oh i haven't heard any jumped on the bomb and had a look i was like oh i can't see any uh cyclones happening yet but um stay tuned we'll see but yeah the media likes to blow it up so they do I which um that, and that's another yeah, you got to look at that side because when the media blows it up, that that affects people's businesses. Oh, it's terrible, really. They and every if you listen to them, every flood is a one in one hundred year flood, and every cyclone is going to be bigger than Yazzie. And they really they drum it up huge, and sometimes yeah. it can be just nothing. Yes, and you know they cause so much panic, and yeah, it, it does affect businesses definitely. Yeah, um, because yeah, I mean if you hear that a cyclone, biggest cyclone ever in history is going to come, you're not going to want to go to. No, 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 you'd be concerned. But, you know, uh, like my mum and dad, they'd be like, nope, they, they'll cancel. Whereas someone like me, I'd be like, oh, that'd be kind of exciting to be part of that. So I'm there. Oh, you just, you got to check check the bomb and check it yourself and just, you know, because yeah. there's so much fake news going around on Facebook, and which is where a lot of people get most of their information from these days. So, mm. I mean, you just can't believe everything you see and you just have to sometimes check it yourself. But, um yeah, it's, it's one of those things, I guess, nowadays. <laughs> Most definitely. Now, before we let you go, do you know um, how busy are you guys currently? Is there plenty of bookings available? And how do they go about it? There's a couple it? of rooms left um, for this weekend if anyone is keen to do a little bit of fishing. And uh, for the last week of the school holidays, so next week, um, the kiddos are back to school on Monday the 22nd. Yes. Um, so if you are keen to get the kids away for a couple of nights, um, just do a little bit of fishing. It doesn't matter if you don't have a boat. We've got the pontoon. You can... Pull up a chair, sit on the pontoon, have a fish. Um, we've had heaps of kids fishing off the pontoon over the school holidays and they've been having a great time. And you can spot the big groper there. He comes up for a look every now and then. You can see his big head come up, so it's a bit exciting. <laughs> causes a bit of commotion. Brilliant. Um, yeah, so there's a couple of rooms left, self-contained apartments for this weekend and during the week um, next week. Uh, so you can give me a call, 0477 and I can book something in. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to mention the fishing show for your fishing show yeah. discount. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. That is so good. And, uh, hey, every bit of discount helps, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. In this in this day and age, it sure does, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Miss M, you enjoy your time in the lovely Hewenden. Um, I hope you have a ball, and we look forward to seeing you face-to-face -face soon. Yep, sounds good. And, um, yeah, don't forget, if you're keen to book for any of the long weekends or holiday mm. times, don't muck around. Book it in. We've only got the 10 self-contained apartments, so, you know, they do go fast for the busy times of year. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're already uh, – it's it's crazy to look at that already. We're at the start of 2024, but, I mean, it comes around so fast. So if you are planning a trip, give me a call. If you're confused you don't know what time of year to come and you're not sure, give us a call. We can talk you through it, and um, we can talk you through all the apartments to let you know what would suit you guys best as well. Good on you, Em. Lucinda Fishing Lodge, thank you so much for being the fantastic supporter you are, and we look forward to spending another year with you. Sounds great. All right. Well, you have a good one, and I'll chat to you later. Thanks, Miss M. See you, mate. Bye. All right. Thanks, A. Bye. Bye. Ah, oh, there we go. Emma Lucinda Busy Fishing Lodge. Busy out at Hewenden. How good is that? Mate, speaking Yahtzee. of busy, we've got to go.
and, and uh, we're to the next song behind. and ad break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Cole and Karen. No, we're not in the ad break behind. We're in our... Uh, uh, for, oh, no, yeah. you know what? We oh, are a break behind, so we're going to have to uh, fix that up very, the very quickly. The new computer over this side, I can see where Yeah, you at. can see it indeed. Let's get everything you need to keep your car driving now. well and looking great. You'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts, and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Don't keep saying, one day I'm going to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Do it now, the gateway to Hinchinbrook Channel, the Great Barrier Reef and the Palm Island Group. The only self-contained absolute waterfront accommodation with a private pontoon in Lucinda. Family owned and operated. Just bring your food, your beer and your fishing gear. Oh, and request a room that Gary and Marty haven't stayed in. If you're not on the waterfront, you may as well be at the back of Burke. Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Call 0477 900. Station sponsor. Racing and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Beat the heat with great deals on air conditioners now at Harvey Norman. Need to cool a small room? Grab a Rinai Reverse Cycle Split System from only $779. Energy efficient Mitsubishi Electric 3.5 kilowatt Reverse Cycle Split System. Great price, $1,299. Or perfect for big spaces, Fujitsu 7.1 kilowatt Split System. Great value, $2,199. Head in store for more great deals on air conditioners and ask our friendly staff about installation options. Beat the heat now at Harvey Norman. Station sponsor. Every day's a good day. Stop wishing. Every day's a chance to drift away. Drift away. Every day's a good day for fishing. See you down at Tackle World today. Station sponsor. If you're looking to enjoy the outdoors this summer, call ALEC. ALEC makes it easy with lithium packages to suit your boat, caravan, or camping rig. Ensure faster charging, longer battery run times, solar charging, and superior handling as lithium batteries are lighter than ever before. ALEC are your Red Arc specialists. State of the art electric braking system. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, and good morning and welcome back to the 4K1G Fishing Show. And what a fantastic fishing show we've had so far this morning, talking to the likes of Dave Donald and seeing what's going on with all of this live target and so forth. And we're going to continue in that vein of great people on board. And this morning we have Cole from Reedy's Lures. Good morning, Colin. How are you, buddy? Good morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, really good. We've been very excited to have you come on board to our great little oh, show and have a chat with us. Going good. It's oh, Gary here, Cole. How are you going? Go, Gaz. How are you, mate? Fantastic, mate. You know what I did probably five or six years ago now? Tell me. Um, yeah. Reedy's had a NRL tipping competition mm. for the year. Oh, yeah. yep. I won yep. it. Got oh, a bag of really? lures from, from them. Yeah. <laughs> Baby. I think it was the one and only one you've done, Cole, and I I, I picked yeah. up the, the major prize. Well, whether fortunate or unfortunate, I'm a real AFL um, yeah. nut. Um, and I, I did the NRL, but there wasn't many involved. No, there was one, me. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, it's good to come first. Yeah, it is, mate. I'm claiming it. I'm not. I'm not spruiking, <laughs> but I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, and because we're so busy, I, I forget sometimes. So I'm bloody, you know, always chasing myself and yeah, doing those sorts of things. Anyway, no, mate. They take work. time running a running a tipping comp. Um, takes a fair bit of time, especially if you're doing an AFL one and a an NRL one. But yeah. uh, no, that's right. But yeah, I picked up the major prize for the NRL. I don't know how I actually probably entered the um, the AFL, but I can't remember how I went. Not very good because I didn't get any um, prizes for it. So obviously there was more than one in that one. <laughs> yeah, there was a few in that one. And, uh, I, I I hang on to Hawthorne all the time. We've had a couple of bad seasons, so I, I'm down the bottom. You're a hopeless mate. <laughs> To be honest, I'm, I follow Carlton and I have all uh, have all my life. Well, let's not talk about being hopeless then. And uh, yeah, we are hopeless, mate. When we got caught um, rotting the system and had no picks yeah. in the um, draft for many years, really hurt. So <laughs> it yeah, would have. Yeah. Cole, this conversation has come about, and it was actually it was almost like serendipity. Is like last week I'm watching um, on free to air television with yourself and Merv and having a fantastic time throwing Reedy's lures around. And then uh, not less than a week later, I'm driving on the highway with my young fella and I come up to a very nice looking caravan and see a big reedy sticker across the back. And I'm like, hello, this could be interesting. And then I did a little overtake and see the reedy's car topper and the groovy car, which looked fantastic. I'm, like, I'm going to get in to- contact with Colin. And uh, 48 hours later, here you are. So um, very yeah, good. Nice. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been travelling since the 18th of December. So yep. been as far as Cooktown. Yes. And um, now we're at Ely Beach. Oh, how good is that? Kids in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to catch up with Pricey, who's been a great ambassador for Reedy's Lures oh, over the years? Have. Yep. Yeah, I've, well, I actually caught up with Pricey. We went out for a fish and we got a few. Now, he got a media reaction on one of his homemade lures, which was fantastic. Oh. So, yeah. So I was using the guppies and yep. And I got an 85. And we got some 60s and, you know, the, the general run-of-the-mill stuff, but he, he picked up a metre in one of his own laws, so that was awesome. Oh, beautiful. And you mentioned the word guppy then. Uh, we should probably let our listeners know that even though they're, they're, they're Reedies, but they don't come under the Reedies name as such, do they? they, they no. If they look for Reedies, they're not going to find the, cup, the guppy. They've got to find the Akami, A-K-A-M-E. That's Is that correct? Right. Yep. Yes, that's right, Marty. So Akami started in uh, in this fall, I believe. Right. By Stewie Hodges many years ago, and he's, he's in Darwin. And a couple of years ago, he came and saw me and said, "Look, mate, I'm 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 just too busy, I'm, but I don't want to let these just go to waste." Yeah. So I bought the uh, the little business off him. Yeah, beautiful. No brainer with the softies, yeah. Yeah, and I think like in our neck of the woods, if I'm being quite quite honest, we need to uh, give these a real kick in the backside because they they just haven't got the popularity that they should have. And whether you look at the guppy, which is fantastic, or or, or, or the hybrid, I mean, dropping one the of these hybrid, hybrids yeah. down into a snag and 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 uh, working it out and having the barra jump on board, it, it, there's just not enough notoriety on them a few years ago when they were in the old owners they hit the ground running and then sort of disappeared but gaz and i bought a stack of them at at that stage and uh and just quietly we love them they work really really well oh i love them too marty but what happened stewie took his his foot off the pedal he did and come and saw us and there was no you know lack of stock so now we've just oh mate we've just increased 
We've got an 85 mil uh, guppy. Yeah. The 120 was always there. They've just come in the 85s and a 150. So Ooh. we've been around seeing the tackle saws, and to be honest, most of the tackle saws we've seen have taken them on. Yeah, brilliant. If not all of them. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? Because when you look at them, they just look like a cracker. The, 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 real, the packaging's fantastic. And then once you take them out and have a feel and the, that segmented body on them, you're just going to go, you know what, fish are going to crawl all over this thing. Oh, mate, I, my, my problem at the moment, I, I can't take them off. And um, <laughs> I love my B-52s, the Reedy's rubbers and the, the fishnack vibes. Yep. Charges. Yes. But I, I go out with mates and that, and I've got a guppy on. I've always, and you would have seen that in Merv's show. We did. We did. I think I had a fishnack on once, and I, I used yep. the guppy the whole time, and I just cleaned up. Just slow rolling them, mate. That's all I do. That's all you do. So, and uh, yep. and the body itself is doing all of the work, which is, uh, oh, it's brilliant. They're amazing. Yeah, they are. Very they are. slow, and the, the, the body just rattles around. Then the hybrids, you've got the hybrids little bit slow on those as well but they've got those wings on the side and they just flutter as they as they dive down in the snags like yeah definitely and when you um, when you if you do the slide the side the the slow roller hybrid that paddle tail on the back paddles up and down as well so you're getting the slight does. vibration yeah i like to give those a little bit of a tweak as well you know yeah. a little bit of tickle of the the, the tackle uh, of the rod but um Definitely. Hodges, he just uses them really slow, he said. That, yeah. Know, he's got a lot of his big fish. Yeah. yeah. And look, the Reedy's range is huge. I mean, whether it be a B-52, the Taipans, little Lucifers, the little Amazons, back in the early days, the Mighty Mites, your Reedy's Rubbers, yeah. the Big Bosses, the Goldburn Jacks. I mean, you just cover absolutely everything. Yeah, we're getting there. But we were sort of limited with, with Reedy's because I've always said, Reedy's has to be, be developed by us. Right. So everything that comes from Reedy's is our product. Okay. With a Kami, that gives us a little bit of a, we can get into hooks and sinkers and different things like that now, which we will be. Yes. Um, dig heads and things like that, just generic stuff with our own little twist on it. Yeah. And also, we keep forgetting, but... Schneider. Schneider's ours now. And we were talking about that. Yeah. We were talking about Schneider. And whenever people talk about monos these days, and especially with leaders, like, I mean, there's a thousand different yeah. leaders on the market. People still say Schneider. I still use Schneider. Yeah. Um, no one talks Maxima or anything no more. So it, it, it's a product that um, certainly won't die wondering. And I think there's a big market there for, to kick that back in the gear it's, as well. It, it's still the um, number one choice for the old hand liners that still yeah, um, soft that don't use rods and reels or even some that still put the good old Snyder on the on their rods and reels for reef fishing and, mm. and hand lining. It's, uh, yep. it, when I had my store all those years ago, it was huge. Yep. 100, yeah. 100 pound, 150 pound, 80 pound. Yeah. Um, they all used yeah. to get it. We had a store yesterday order all our 80-pound, uh, um, two-kilo schools for the pros right. on the East Coast. Yep, all the big big boppers, yeah. yeah. I, and I could so never work out the camo, Snyder camo. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why they brought that in. We brought it off the girls, obviously. Yeah, you did, yeah. Um, the family, oh, they were great, and their father passed away, so yep. they, they lost a bit of the, you know, the passion, yep. if yep. I could say that. And... Um, yeah, so we stepped in and we'd known him for a fair while. Karen, Karen's here with me, actually. So, yeah. yeah. 
I'm not sure if you'll remember this, Cole, but we're going back 30, 35 years ago. And um, at that stage, before Little Lucifer came on board, it was all about um, the Mighty Might, um, which I... Which I absolutely love. Still love that lure too. That would have been that. back in Jeff's days. Way yeah, back then. but yeah. Uh, yeah. he came up with an idea because the the mighty might with everything else coming through was starting to lose a little bit of traction. So the sales went down a bit. So he thought, what am I going to do here to kick it back up? And he came out with what was called the ladies' colours mighty might, which was pinks oh. and purples and everything. Yeah. That that and then us blokes went in there. And we absolutely loved the colours. There was colours <laughs> that were totally untraditional. And all of a sudden, Mighty Might sales went boom, through the roof because yeah. uh, chucking a purple on or a hot pink or a, just colours like it uh, had n- never been developed before. I think I even come out before Dave developed the Aiton, Elton John colour with his with his Killer Lewis. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I always thought oh, I would love for Mighty Might, I'm not sure if you're allowed to use that mould or whatever, but there's still a market for it. And like Little Lucifers, yeah. they, they kick butt. They're a brilliant lure. But Little Lucifers are, are brilliant for jigging and so, so forth, whereas the Mighty Mites, no one slow rolled back then. Um, but no. that's that's where the money was, slow roll and the Mighty Might, that tight I, shimmy yeah. that it used to get. We used to, to use the Mighty Mites re- because back in the day, mm. um, Ron Henderson was the rep for Reedy's right. back in the oh, day. Right. Yep, um, yep, and Ron used to obviously have Shimano and just about every other agency in 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 Queensland. And uh, me and Ron used to fish quite a lot together, and we used to use the little Amazons and the Mighty Mites, and yeah, little Lucifers, because Ron yeah. had Ron had all the colours on a on a um like a big ring oh, on a ring. Yes, yeah. so you, he'd pull that out, and and we'd go through all the colours because we used to have a, a good selection of, yeah. of Reedies hanging on the wall back in the shop back in the day, and mm. and the good old Aqua Rat was one of my favourites. Aqua Rat was always oh, yeah. brilliant. I yeah. remember when uh, Reedies messed around with the Chrome lures for a while. There, the, the the longevity of the Chrome wasn't brilliant, but they had this fantastic no. Chrome gold that in the packet on the wall you, you couldn't help yourself. You had to buy it. Um, yeah. But like every chrome, obviously it didn't sort of yeah. last very, no, very long. It didn't stand up back then. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the mould yeah, behind it, if we knew now yeah. what we knew today, like if you scraped all that off, you ended up with that white plastic, which is probably the best, one of the best barrier colours in the world, straight That's white. Right. Yeah. yeah. One of our exactly. one of our exactly. most successful barrier colours with the with the reedies mm. was a yellow with black stripes like a banana color oh i remember that and it was it wasn't very common that color no, it was that was very very good on the bar and now when they come up on ebay they're very Mm. very quickly snaffled up because um i don't the colors didn't fully appeal at the time but the yellow black stripes was brilliant they're banana so yeah do you do you and karen get much time for fishing we see you fish with merv a a little bit and we know how ordinary merv is as a fisherman because we have him from time to time on the show um but with the business you get get much time or this is your your sort of break away from the business sort of but you still call into the shops yeah, well, this time of the year, because it's Christmas it's, uh, and the wet season up in Darwin, we, this is a chance to get away. Yep. We've got five staff, seven staff all together with us, so we've got five up there that's still going. Um, so when I'm back in Darwin, I, I have, it's my job to go out and test product. <laughs> so it should uh, be. <laughs> unfortunately, I, I put my hand up for that. Karen uh, sits in the aircon. Is <laughs> <laughs> she giggling in the background? Hi, Karen, how are you this morning? Thank you. Awesome. Are you enjoying the trip? Are you seeing some highlights along the way? Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely, yeah, it's been been amazing. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Town was wonderful just to see, yeah, just to see everything. And I, of course, after the floods and everything was, you know, pretty devastating. But yeah, yeah it was. It's been a been a fantastic trip and seeing all the guys in the tackle stores. Yeah, that would be good fun. Good yeah, stuff. It was, yeah, it's been awesome. We yeah. would love to have um, you and Cole in the studio live one day if you're ever going to be travelling through again. We'll make it that you come yeah. through on a Saturday oh, morning. Yeah, no worries. We, we, would love that. Oh, yeah. You want to see an eye opener, spend three hours in this studio and get some eye (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You'll walk out and go, let's go home. (laughs) One of our our, um, our very good friends and um, contributors to the show has been, um, I'm not sure whether he's supported by you guys anymore, but in the Jeff days, um, Jason Masters up there in Cairns. Jace was... Jace was huge um, on his um, Reedy's lures and still throws them around um, to this day. And and many a tournament back in the day, Jace won on his little Lucifers and stuff like that. Yeah, well, how many tournaments has the B-52 won now in Faust and Teambar and Kitchen? that's right, yeah. Well, just ask Pricey. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. the arsey bastard. He fishes (laughs) Hinchinbrook once a year and he comes here and wins the tournament. Yeah, he did. The Barabash last year bumped into... um, to Pricey and, and Richard Price as well, and they won and took a heap of prizes home like they always he's, do. He's just got the knack. He, he's a special he fisherman. Has, mate. He has. He's yeah. a good lad too. I, Sorry? Yeah, he is. I've got to tell you a funny story, a quick one. He came yep. up and did the Barra Nationals with m- myself and Zorny. Yeah. And, oh, no, actually it was a classic, and uh, for a whole week he didn't catch a fish. <laughs> well, he went home. He was going to smash them Barra when he got home. And, <laughs> <laughs> but then he come back the following year and he, he smashed it. Yeah. Yeah. He would have. He would have, indeed. I was lucky enough one year to uh, to uh, win the um, Faust Invitational and uh, he comes second to me. And that's a highlight I've uh, I've never forgotten and I remind him of it whenever I see him. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I was talking to Lindsay. Yes, I was called in saw Lindsay. And I yeah. said, oh, mate, I, I did one of those Frost Pine Invitationals with Pricey. And I said, that was brilliant. Yeah, lovely little comp. Yep. And he said, well, when I get rid of the shop, he said, I'll have more time, so it might come back. And I went, oh, beauty. Yeah, look, there's... I'm putting my hand straight up. Definitely, and there's a lot of us um, uh, waiting with hope for it to come back because when Camp Kanga sort of went downhill for a little bit, they had no accommodation. So at that that point, we're going to stop it there. And then things just got too hard. And and all of a sudden, uh, one of the best tournaments that's not ABT-orientated on the circuit was uh, suddenly gone so we're ho- like, hoping yeah. like hell it comes back yeah I hope so too because it was fantastic yeah hey Cole where, where are you and Karen heading to what's your southernmost point with your little okay um... so we're going to drop the caravan off at Rockhampton we've got to yep. make a quick dash to the Sunshine Coast yep um, we've got some people to do a bit of work for us down there um, and then we head back to Rockhampton grab and we head through Winton back to work so we want to be back by the end of this month. Yeah. Okay, that is a huge trip that you've still got ahead of you, let alone what yeah. you've already uh, accomplished so far. And have you accomplished everything that you wanted to? Yes. yes. Uh, we would have brilliant, Karen. Got to Port Douglas and seen the customers there and yeah. Hoffman, but yeah. yeah, that was just too hard. Yeah, it would so. have been too risky, too everything for you. Yeah. So yeah, roads yeah. closed, etc. Yeah. And yep. look, guys. Any of your listeners, if they're in Darwin, yourselves included, please come in and have a look at our factory. It's because people think that everything's made overseas these days. We are full on, absolutely full on. 
and very you see, labour intensive. You see, welding, Brilliant. welding of the lures. And I'm sure you've seen this before with Jeff. The yep. welding of the lures, the uh, the painting, the printing. We've got new printers. We do Yetis and all that now. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, just please call in and have a look. Yeah. We'd love, we love that. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think the, no, the good thing, the good thing with um, you guys, Cole, is that um, the Reedy's factory is is not just a factory. It's it's no. like a museum, uh, uh, not really a museum, but it's a a public attraction in Darwin. When you go to Darwin, you've got to go to the Reedy's factory for a, mm. for a look. Yeah. I, I shouldn't call yeah. it a factory because it's not a factory. I, I can't. I think factories. Well, we are, call it a factory. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a it's like a tourist attraction. It is, um, in, and it's on, it's actually the on the map. It's yes, on, it's on part of the tourist map. Yeah. If you if you go Google uh, things to do in Northern Territory, you guys come up. Yeah, and so. and we built a new new factory. I'll, I'll call it a factory. So yeah. we've got this state of the art place now. So we've moved from Humpty Doo. Right into basically Berrimah, yeah. just outside of Darwin. But everything's yep. exactly the same. We do it exactly the same as the old factory, and yep. except the printers, yeah. the new printers. But yeah, so it's it's awesome to see. I think making anything from scratch, yeah, it's just so interesting to see. Anyway, even if you're not interested in lures or fishing or anything, yeah, it's still really interesting. I bet yeah. I can see exactly what you're saying there, and especially it's important too because you're right. Most people think overseas straight away when things are getting made but then they go to a factory like yours and it's certainly an eye-opener and and, and, and refreshing so refreshing yeah hey you know you're saying um your afl call yeah many years ago i i went to darwin to play for wanderers but you guys play in the wet season up there and i came from wa or victoria originally then over to wa then to northern territory in the off season i didn't play it was too hot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a bit old now, but my days were in Tassie, so I, I did a fair bit of coaching and, and playing down in Tassie. Oh, um, right, yep. Sold the pub. We had a pub uh, on St, in St Helens on the east coast of Tassie. Beautiful that place, sold, yeah. And then we, we ended up in Darwin, and yeah, the rest <laughs> of history. So. Yeah, mate, it's too... I don't know how they play the AFL because um, in those days when I was playing, all the blokes down in the VFL in Melbourne used to come up and the Jakovich brothers were playing for Nightcliff. I, I think it was the cold beer that got everyone there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, it'd be too hot. I, we try to get to see a game every now and yeah. again. But yeah. Yep. yeah. Love going to see the Hawkers. So, yeah. Wow. Well, Karen and Cole, we're, um, the Gaz and I are huge, huge supporters of, of Reedy's. We use your gear a oh. lot. And especially, oh, we're going to put the Akamis a bit more on the map. We'll put we'll put a picture of a couple of them um, on our on our fishing show page because I know a lot of our listeners are going to be scratching their head over it. The spelling for yeah. that for our listeners, look it up now on Google once we finish this segment. A K A M E and have a look at these soft plastics because they really kick butt. They're a really really good thing. So, yeah. so they're and fantastic. As I said to you guys before, we'll we'll send some product your way. Probably mainly a Kami, so we can um, you can give them out to listeners. I, I don't know how you want to do it, but we'll send them down. Mate, that awesome. sounds fantastic. Our listeners yeah. will get such a kick out of that, and uh, and we'll certainly put you on our sponsors page. So thank you so very oh, thank much. Thank you.
Oh, Thanks, thank guys. Hey, mate. Um, and as you're probably aware, we go out to podcast now, and and the yeah. good old the good old shows picked up in 59 countries around the world. Why they listen to us in Israel, I have no idea, but <laughs> but they do. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, if um if you you're chilling around and haven't got any reception, you can download on Spotify a couple of the shows and and sit back and and have a laugh with um, us. I'm sure places like that would love because our lifestyle. How, how, yeah. how lucky are we? Yeah, bloody lucky. Oh, luckiest country in the world. world. It, we we yeah, can't get yeah. over. We, we whinge a bit, but yeah. Well, we whinge a lot, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> we can't get over why people like in Israel or Ireland or Sierra Leone or the West Indies yeah. or places like that go tune into me and Marty for some stupid reason. So they <laughs> must be hard up for entertainment, but um, <laughs> we get there. Good job. Colin, Karen, thank you so much. Reedy's Lures, uh, it's been thoroughly uh, awesome having you guys join us on our cool little show, and we look forward to uh, having you on air with us again shortly. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. You guys drive safe, and we'll talk to you and hopefully get you in the studio um, one day for a chat. Thanks, guys. No worries. Bye. Bye. See us. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. But how cool, Colin. Very, very I've actually cool. met them a few years ago, three or four, probably five years ago. Right. In the old Aqua Pro Tackle. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I think you've met Col- everyone. Well, not really. I think you have. Hey, let's go to our next song. Yeah, and people are wanting we bingo got, I know, we've got to get some bingo. But that was a pretty good 40-minute session. That was good, mate. Oh, they're they're talking good, to good some to really, really cool and, people And there. it's an iconic brand and, um, yeah, just... We've all thrown them around, and just about everyone I know has got a, a Reedy's or two in their tackle box. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to play our song. Uh, the boys on the railway requested this, and we're thinking of you boys today because no, it's going to be steamy out there. Yeah, we are. And uh, you lads, fishing off the bridges. Yeah. You lads, thanks so much for listening to our show. Turn it up. Make the cars go by. Hear it. Uh, this guy is awesome. Gary and I are huge fans of him, and what a bloody good song. Sit back. Enjoy. Grab your cigar, your rum. <laughs> train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when, I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on, but that train keeps a rolling on down to San Antonio, when I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry There's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me Get it, boy! 
freed me from this prison If that railroad train was mine I bet I'd move it on a little farther down the line Far from Folsom Prison That's where I want to stay And I'd let that lonesome whistle Blow my blues away If you're after more music variety and some banging tunes to get you to work, listen to me, The Dave Daly Show. Classic 80s, 90s, country hits and a splash of today's hits. The Dave Daly Show, weekdays from 6am, it's too deadly. Don't keep saying, one day I'm going to Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Do it now. The Gateway to Hinchinbrook Channel, the Great Barrier Reef and the Palm Island Group. The only self-contained, absolute waterfront accommodation with a private pontoon in Lucinda. Family owned and operated. Just bring your food, your beer and your fishing gear. Oh, and request a room that Gary and Marty haven't stayed in. If you're not on the waterfront, you may as well be at the back of Burke. Lucinda Fishing Lodge. Call 477 999900 Station sponsor. Hey, Cedric, your boat looks really flash now you've had it wrapped. Yeah, that's Kai Sign Mob. They are top fellas when it comes to doing that boat wraps. You know, they had so many daily designs to choose from. Now my boat's wrapped. I'm wrapped. My missus, she's wrapped. Maybe you should write a rap song about Kai Science. Now that's a rap. Too right. Want to know more? Go to marinegraphicsinc.com or call Kai at Kai Science on 0418 199 Station sponsor. I'm always in the mood for a great feed from Cleveland Bay Seafood. When it comes to the freshest seafood in North Queensland, it can't be denied. Cleveland Bay Seafood comes straight from the trawler and local fishermen to your plate. Our locally caught fish and seafood is all Australian, no imports here. This is why most Townsville restaurants source their seafood from us. So if you want the freshest and the best, think Cleveland Bay Seafood. And yes, we are a Townsville owned and operated business. Head to 305 Ingham Road, Garbutt, and you'll see why everyone loves Cleveland Bay Seafood, station sponsor. Repower your boat with reliability and power with the next generation of Mercury four-stroke outboards now in stock at Motor Marine. With unbeatable savings, nobody makes a wider range of more reliable, powerful and efficient outboards than Mercury. Backed by decades of innovation, Mercury outboards are built to go the distance and Mercury's non-declining warranty gives you ultimate peace of mind. See the range and grab an unbeatable Mercury deal now at Motor Marine, Bayswater Road Townsville. Station sponsor. Okay, here we go. From 2024, the Queensland Government is making kindy free for all kindy age children. Every child can access 15 hours free kindy a week, 40 weeks per year. Kindy is the foundation of learning for our children. Search Free Kindy Queensland for more information. Authorised by the Queensland Government, Brisbane. Station sponsor. All my friends don't go fishing. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. Yes, good morning Everything and welcome back to the need 4K to keep your car driving well show. and looking great. What happened there? What happened? Did it play? Yeah, it did, but I'll take it back and we'll start that again later. Oh, there we go. Watched it. 
Hey, what a good show so yeah, far. It's gone so quick, mate. It's it's 20 minutes um, left, and the show has gone so quick with um, Dave on, well, and Em, and Cole. A fair few of our listeners have rung in and said, oh, mate, it's been so hard to get hold of you today. Like We've got a call now. Even if it, it, it's a bingo number, this we may take Courtney. one or two. Hello. I'm, ho- you I'm reckon? Yeah, go you for reckon? it. I'm looking at the Morning number. fishing show. Morning, Happy New Year. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're not Courtney. Happy New Year to you too, buddy. Who have we got? You got Granny and Mo to be trying to get through all morning. I know. That's why I just said everyone's been trying to get through. So, look, we don't normally do it, but if you want to ha- ring up and have a quick chat with us, we'll take your number down. And we are going to have another song in our break, guys, are we? We yeah. are, mate. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll knock that over. It's 22. How was your Chrissy, Grant? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, went down to Ellie Beach and up to... Up north a bit, Wallaman Falls and that. Yeah, they had a good Chrissy here. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. What was Wallaman like? Were worthwhile going to have a drive? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was quite good, yeah. yeah no, it was a good day. Out. Yeah, I enjoyed it, yeah. Excellent. And did you leave the wife behind when you went to Early or what? Oh, you can't say that, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I left her behind a long time ago, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, there you go, buddy. That's awesome. I'm glad that worked out for the best for me. <laughs> Mate, yeah, I am lucky. Grant, you're number 96 this morning. Have you got anyone else? Oh, yeah, get Jimbo a uh, number two. Good on you, Jimbo. You're going to be 95, mate. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one, eh? Yeah, you too, man. You, mate. See you, buddy. Bye. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Oh, well, that all, all worked out in the end there, Gaza. It did for you, lucky. Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, nothing, mate. I'm going to actually, uh, you know what? I've decided I'm going to take this call first. Good morning, fishing show. What a cup. There you go, fellas. Good, mate. Who have we got? Daz. Oh, g'day, Dazza. How are you, man? Well, I'm back from Thailand. Oh, you're back from Thailand. I don't know for how long I'm going to want to go back again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but how was the end of the holiday? Was it a happy ending? You're an idiot. And I see you put an ad up. You've got you've got your uh, real service and happen again, mate. Yeah, I'm flipping a DC Corrado now while we're talking. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. What, just giving to the service or is it playing up? Well, three three come down from Aracoon. Oh, okay. New Corrado DC that all got went underwater in a boat. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Daz, I'm going to grab your numbers for you. 94 for you. And is there any for, any there for Fabio? Yeah, one for Fabio, yep. Fabio will be 93, mate. 94, 93, 94. All right. Sounds like winning numbers. Oh, I reckon. You could be in with a chance, buddy. You have a great one. All right, thanks, thanks. Take it out of Gary for me. G'day, Dazza. I'm here, mate. I'm sitting here. You g'day, Gazza. G'day, Dazza. I'm here. I'm here, mate. All good. Come on, fellas. There you go. I'm good today. Thanks, mate. Good job. See you, buddy. See you, Bye. Buddy. Bye. Get back into those reels. Go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. busy as. Busy as. I've I got... am uh, going to go home. I'm going to hook my boat up because I have a half feeling that maybe a little bit okay-ish first thing in the morning. I'll be home by like 10 o'clock. Yeah, I won't do anything cod. out of control. You can knock it all you like. Yeah, right. Going good, mate. Yeah, well, you go out there and catch them. <laughs> I'll catch a finger mark. Wouldn't, that, that, yeah, wouldn't I, that chew you out? No, it would not. I'd be very, very excited for you. Steal me spots. Mm. Kyle told me where he got his. Yeah, in the shipping channel, the bugger. No, no. No. Ross River. 
Ross River, you reckon? <laughs> bowly, third bend in the bowly. No, nice fish too. Not a huge fish, no. but that, around that 60 mark. Was it 65? That big? Didn't look that oh, big. I reckon it was an all right fish. He held it pretty close to the camera. Yeah, I know. I know. It was a you've done it now. You've told everyone to ring in. Well, we don't normally do it. We've I just hung up on that person. We've got an ad break to go. We have an ad break to, do, to so, go. So, why? So, so you can get that going. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, your song and an ad break, and then we'll get a few more nu- uh, people get some bingo numbers, give some prizes away. Yeah. Um, then I've got to teach you how to do the podcast while I'm away. All right. Well, let me get this one sorted then. Let's uh, let's start.
everything you need to keep your car driving well and looking great. You'll find it at Cheaper Auto Spares. Performance parts, tools and accessories, spare parts and the best prices in town. Cheaper Auto Spares, locally owned and operated in the big black and yellow building, Ingham Road, Carbot. Station sponsor. Race in and power away with a new Yamaha outboard from Rising Sun Marine, home of Australia's most trusted marine brands. With Yamaha Motor Finance and Insurance, hitting the water in your dream boat couldn't be easier. Visit the team at Rising Sun Marine today. Come and get it. Rising Sun Marine. Station sponsor. Now at Harvey Norman, up to $250 cash back on selected higher fridges. Higher Quanto fridge, only $15.99 plus bonus $100 cash back. Family size higher Quanto fridge with ice and water, only $19.99 plus bonus $200 cash back. Or bonus $250 cash back on the king size higher Quanto fridge with ice and water. Now $2,188. Hurry, bonus cash back on higher fridges is for a limited time. Now at Harvey Norman. Cash back via redemption. Conditions apply. Station sponsor. Looking for the toughest products in town? Tackle World Townsville has the ultimate. Introducing Yeti, the toughest icebox around. So tough they are grizzly bear proof and hold ice for days. And the Yeti drinkware, it's the best on the market. See Get down to your favourite Lily White Hotel and enjoy a great feed and relaxed family atmosphere. Four convenient locations. The Bowley Barn Hotel, Bushland Beach Tavern, Hotel Stewart and Riverview Tavern. Locals looking after locals. Station sponsor. What is greatness? It's doing what makes you feel proud. What feels right for right now. When you can study hands-on, all-in, practical, professional, personal. When you can learn local and give back to your community, you define your greatness. Find support of teachers who are there for you at TAFE Queensland. Make great happen. RTO 0275. Station sponsor. Live across North Queensland on 4K1G, this is the Saturday Fishing Show. We are not just across North Queensland, we are across the world. This is the North Queensland Fishing Show, bro. I can't believe time's up for today. It is. It is just about time's up. We've still got 10 minutes. Play a little bit of Peter Allen there. And the reason I've I've brought Peter Allen up, apart from being a fantastic song, as you know, I am the world's biggest Ben Crop fan. I just love watching his videos from 1970 onwards. The the filming is so Peter Allen. Well, Peter Allen spent many and many a show. There's, there's like 20 shows that Peter Allen's on with Ben Crop. Spearfishing. Spearfishing, diving. Peter Allen was very, very, very um, fit and uh, loved um, the ocean and the outdoors. This was back in the days with Lynn, when, when Ben was with Lynn and so forth. Um, obviously, uh, for those that don't know, Pete, Pete died from complications of AIDS. So, um, obviously, you, Pete... Um, was whatever he was, but I, I, I love Pete, love that song. And did they do any shows in Rio? I go to. He does, and uh, to the point yeah. where when you watch one of these Ben Crop um, films, rather than having the t- traditional Ben Crop music that he does, um, they have 
uh, Peter Allen songs, whether it be Still Call Australia Home, whether it be Rio, right. and so forth. Did they did Peter Allen walk on screen with his shake Caracas? Well, no, not quite. In his frilly shirt, he would uh, spend some. Uh, he he would narrate a lot of them. He had a very very softly spoken, um, articulated voice. And um, so, if ever you're bored on a Sunday afternoon and you want to relive <laughs> some classics, watch some Ben Crop. What, yeah. what was that little giggle for? Well, you got to be really bored. No, you don't. It's fantastic. Fantastic, you bloody idiot. <laughs> I'm using that word freely for everyone now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, well, let's go back and have a look at um, uh, uh, Malcolm Douglas. His stuff is old. Would you be bored to watch that? No, it's brilliant. I've seen them all. I don't watch them. What was the name of his dog? 20. His dog which, was a which one? Of, No, it was always... The Blue Healer? Yeah, yeah. Don't know, wouldn't have a clue. I've got a mind blank now. Oh, well done, mate. You throw oh, a quick. Come no. on, pressure, pressure. No, someone you, help. Bring him. What was the name of Malcolm Douglas's dog? You throw a question at me and now you haven't even I've got, got the I know answer. it. I know it. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, right. Um, yeah, you do, uh, mate. You do. Help me. Someone ring in the name just, of Malcolm Douglas's dog. Don't Google it, it. Blue. No, it wasn't blue. There, Here look. we go. Here we go. We're going to take a call. All right. Help me out. Help Bundy. me out. What was the name of the dog? Bundy. Bundy. It was Bundy. Oh, good lad. Who do we have here? Kevin. Uh, good on you, Kev. Thank you so much. I knew it was Bundy, no but I was having a start You there. saved his bacon, Kev. He threw a question yeah. at me and didn't have an answer for it. Uh, you would have come. <laughs> it would have. No, he hasn't for years. <laughs> good on you, Let Kev. it slide, Kev. <laughs> See you, buddy. You, Kev. Bye. <laughs> Try this morning, Gary. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> Just like the Bundy answer. Get, get, let's Are we giving prizes. some stuff away? What do you Quickly. Get? Mate, we're going to start from the top. We're going to go with the NQ Fishing Show $50 Cleveland Bay Seafood Voucher. All right, I've dragged the spinning wheel up for the first show of the day. And I've actually bought a whole band in. Have you really? Yeah. Is your phone? I thought I heard your phone ringing. That's the a king, soloist. The king's trumpeter. What do you mean the whole band? That was one trumpet. Well, I've only asked for one trumpet well, at a Well, they call it a band. It's a soloist. Well, they're there. They're just sitting and waiting for their turn. Well, still... Number 110. 110 is Brian... What, what? With an I. Not Brian with a Y. Brian with an I. Brian right. with an I. You jump, knew where I was going. Jump on the phones, Brian with an I. You have won yourself a $50 Cleveland Bay seafood voucher courtesy of Gordon. Bloody Bundy. Who is in, who is in Bali, enjoying himself. Um, so jump on the phones, Brian with an I. You've won yourself this awesome prize thanks to Gordo and the gang at Cleveland Bay Seafood. Oh, spit it out, Gaz. You're talking... Well, I'm waiting for Brian. Oh, there we go. I'm giving Brian time to ring, mate. Why don't you take your time to ring in, Brian? There you go, mate. Good, buddy. Good, good. Congratulations. You've won the $50 seafood voucher, mate. No worries. Thanks very much. Good on you, man. This will definitely be at uh, Cleveland Bay Seafood for you by 11 o'clock this morning. No worries, mate. Thanks, man. Good on you, Brian. Bye. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. There he is. Good old. Good old Brian. There we go. We'll hang that phone up. Yeah, as you should. Righto, Marty, we've got one of the Iron Man bags. Grab it from Wait behind up. you and let me know what is in that bag. I will indeed. I'm going to take it out. We've got a bit of time to spare. We have the official Hummingbird Cooler. 
We have, thank you to our wonderful sponsors of Red, the Red Outdoor Mosquito Coils, are very, very handy. We're, ooh. A Berkeley vibe. We have a Berkeley Shimmer vibe. I love that size too. Yeah, perfect. Smaller the better sometimes, Gaz. Yeah, yes. It's, There's an opening. Uh, I'm the, leaving it the, alone. The Lawrence Buff. Yes. We have, ooh, a packet of boom baits, thanks to our uh, crew over at Samaki. Josh, please send some tails for your hard licious's. And that's it, Jim, mate. That's it, and that's a pretty Ain't good bag. That. That's right a great on. bag. Let me spin. Here we go. Spin the bag. Spin the bag. Oh. We had the trumpeter before. Let's do something better this time, mate. All right. I had the piano player that time. Bring back the trumpeter. 25. 25 on the list is Gavin. You've spent some time on the ivory, haven't you? Jump Gavin. on the uh, jump on the phones, Gav. You've won yourself this awesome prize bag from Iron Man and Berkeley and Samarki and Lawrence and Hummingbird and Rid. Is this as in Gavin with his twenty-eight kids? No, only two. Nate and Bo, though, when he rings in. Good morning, fishing show. Morning, gents. How are you? Oh, Gavin, we are wonderful. How are you this morning? Uh, wonderful. You are a lucky winner straight off. Got yourself some groovy little prizes there, mate. Add to the yeah. tackle box selection. Yeah, definitely needed this year. Good on you, mate. Well done, Gav. That'll be a tackle world for you, Gav. Cheers. Thanks, eh? Have a good weekend. You too, you man. too mate. Bye. What was yeah. Gav's number there? Uh, is 25 on 25 the list. 25 for Gav. There we go. All right, let me have a look in the other Iron Man bag. I'm going to put this one in here so I don't get the bags mixed up. One, two. Yep. Don't you love it when you can hear live... With the actual bag rattling. In now, go into the other Iron Man bag because, because there's different bits and pieces in I that will. one. I will. That's what I said I was doing, Gary. Okay. Jump in there. Well, okay. So, not different there. We have the official Hummingbird cooler. We have the Red Mosquito Mozzie Calls. What, is this a stitch-up? Because that's the same. Thank you to our sponsors. Oh, oh, oh. We have some BCT, the Super Stretch Bite Resist 10X uh, little paddle tails. How good are they? Beautiful. They are really, really good. They are fantastic. Another shimmer. Another shimmer in there. And another. A hook, and a hooked apparel buff. Beautiful. Thanks and a hooked apparel buff. How good is that? So another awesome prize there. They are great prizes. And uh, this smaller shrimp. Perfect match yeah. to hatch ones. Yes, very, very good, that. Nice yeah. little vibe. Not too small, not too big. Yeah, most definitely. Righto. Here we go. Just right. What adds that for? Kellogg's. Oh, I don't know. I've lost me pen, Gaza. How was going? that one? That was the whole band then. That's crap. Did you about, hear that, same Jose? As you, same as your music. I nearly music. said it with S, but I said crap. Same as your music today. Number 14. Number 14 today. So Midnight Oil. 14 is Jackson. Peter jump on, Allen. Jump on the phone, Jackson. You've won yourself this awesome Iron Man bag full of great goodies from Hooker Johnny Barrel, Cash. from Berkeley, from Rid, from Hummingbird. You're an idiot. From BCT. Blue Collar Tackle. Dane there at Blue Collar Tackle. So uh, Why don't you burp in the microphone? Jump again? on the phone. Jackson, number 14. Won yourself an awesome prize bag. So you've just offended all the Peter Allen, all the Johnny Cash, and all of... Yes, I have. Got no Today? idea, have you? None. I've got Good nothing. morning, fishing show. All right, yeah, it's Jackson here. Oh, g'day, Jackson. Before you get the prize, what did you think of today's music? 
Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Jackson, you, you have kept your prize. You have kept your prize. Bad luck, mate. You miss out on the prize. <laughs> good on you, buddy. I hope you enjoyed today's show and you've got a great little prize back there. Yeah, it was good. Thank you. Good on you, mate. You'll be able to pick this up anytime from our show sponsor, Tackle World, on Ingham Road, right beside Cleveland Bay Seafoods. Anytime after 11 o'clock this morning, buddy. Beautiful. Thank you. Good on you, Thanks, man. Jackson. See you. Have a nice weekend, bud. Okay, see, ya. see you, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, how good was that? Oh, well done. That, that was a fantastic. All done. I think um, we may have talked one or two people into going re-hooking up the boat. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I do want to get out for a couple of hours. Um, I was talking to John before. I told him I've bloody been off the off the grog for a, for a you while. have yeah I did for a week. That is like a lifetime. Okay, I'm feeling good. You're looking good, mate. Is that a Christmas present you're wearing there? That Liverpool tip turkey voucher? No. Do you know what I got for my Christmas present off? You were there, and I love it. Uh, from the, the 4K fishing game on the station. toilet. Yeah, it's called uh, to- toilet fishing. Have you played with your rod on the toilet? Not since for you got a it? very long since time. Since you got it? Because what do you do? You sit on the toilet and you scatter all these fish around on the floor. Well, no, you get you a little. Catch them. You get a, a bowl of water that sits at your feet while you're on the toilet. <laughs> yes. You you've got a rod. You've got fish. In the not bowl. real ones. Don't do it with real ones anymore. You've got you've got fish that float around in the bowl below the bowl. You're oh, sitting not on. the bowl you're sitting on. No, this yeah. is, you've got it. And then and you've got to hook them. Yeah, so you stroke your rod and try and hook the fish. So why did you spend three and a half hours in the toilet the other night? Beck told me stroking you, my rod. You couldn't trying to catch get the fish. You couldn't catch them, mate. You know what I got for Christmas? A new angle. You you went and got it, did I you? I went and got the angle on Boxing Day. Did you? Yeah. That would have hurt having the bump into your fishing show account. Not really. There's still a cup. There's still three dollars seventy five left. Yeah, well corrected. Um, there you go. <laughs> there, <laughs> I uh, I bought a new one, which was a sixty liter. Right. And they have a new one out, which is a separate freezer and fridge. So it's sixty liter. The old fridge freezer used to put a um, divider between them. Mm-hmm. This one has its own little freezer, which you can still use as a fridge. So I lashed out mm. and um, grabbed one of them. Oh, good on you. So we can freeze stuff when we're off in the camper trailer. How good is that? And yeah. because, speaking of going off in the camper trailer, you are going to do a little bit of a trip in Mundo. You're, we're going to stay back behind the show today, you and I. We're going to do a bit of training about how I put the podcast on because you are taking off your gallivanting. Yeah, I'm going. Straighten your stuff. Going when? On. Uh, I think I'm leaving after the show on the 11th of March. 11th of March. And coming back before the show on the 19th of, or 16th or something of April. So I'm going to need to find some... Uh, Four guests. Some fill-ins. You'll some... get them. The, uh, you'll oh, find yeah. them. Um, so, yeah, what we're, what we're doing, hooking the camp trailer up and heading down to Uncle's Farm in New South Wales, do a little bit of shoot. He's got a f- bit of a Uncle pig. Arthur's? Uncle Al. He's got, right. a, he's got a bit of a pig and goat problem at the moment, so it'll be a bit of fun. And then dad, down to Melbourne for Dad's 80th. Dad, I can understand the pig problem, but what's the goat problem? Goat. There's thousands of them on his joint. So you've got to... Oh, knock a couple off. Right. They're good eating, you know. Oh. And they've had a fair bit of rain lately, so there's a lot of green grass. So, so you're going to come back with heaps of milk and, and, and kegs of soap? No, no, I'll come cakes. back with some... Kegs of soap or cakes of soap? No, no, just... Who will go um, with cakes? 
just have a little bit of fun for a while and then Good go job. down to dad's 80th yeah and then go back to the farm for a couple of days pick up my camp trailer and then head from al's joint i head west out to um towards will canyon broken hill and then up along the border to white cliffs tibberborough then off to birdsville and then back into queensland and then i don't know where i'm going from when i get back into uh, to birdsville and leave birdsville so bloody hell are you going to the races no, that's later. So no, okay. no, no. We just cruise through there. So, um, so yep. I haven't been to Whitecliffs and Tibberborough since I was about ten or eleven. 12. Oh, well, that's going to be exciting for we you. Used to go up there bow hunting when we were kids because oh. they plagues of goats there. There's a few pigs, but not a lot. But well, you're going to take care of a few. Gaz, I have had a fantastic um, show today. It's been so enjoyable uh, being back on deck with you. I think it's going to be another fantastic huge event. year, mate. And next week, leaps and bounds. Yes, next week we've uh, got um, one of the new sponsors who's jumped on board. Um, just this week, they they I spoke to them before Christmas, and they uh, are more than keen to jump on board of the show and give us a hand. And this guy we're talking to next week um, gave David Warner his first job as opener for New South Wales. Yeah, he then went and stole his bloody hat. So right. so no, it'll be uh, it'll be a, a huge year and a good fun year again, like usual, Marty. Good job. Gaza, happy new year. You too, mate. Fantastic to be back. To our listeners, as always, please drive safely on them highways. Look after yourself. We need you back here next week. As many listeners as we can possibly have. If you've got any ideas for the show for 2024 that you want Gaz and I to implement, we will certainly look into that because we want to make you guys happy as much as we make each other happy. <laughs> <laughs> can I play your toilet fishing game? Don't be a Peter Allen. All right. Me.